The Blaze Radio Network. On demand. Pat Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. What a day uh, since last we spoke. Jeez. An exciting, uh, weird, uh, incredible last 21 hours since last we spoke. <laughs> the Sam, Sam Nunberg thing was unbelievable. No matter what side you're on, uh, for the media to put this guy on repeatedly, I mean over and over, called into every show just about, and the shows he didn't call into, he actually appeared on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was all over CNN. And, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of disagreement. Uh, Beckett Adams used to work at The Blaze, right? Correct. Called it uh, crappy. He used a different word. And heartless, what Aaron Burnett uh, did with him yesterday. And we'll get to that. But it kind of started out uh, like this. This is very near the beginning, anyway, when he started calling into CNN shows. Um, and here's what uh, happened with Sam Nunberg. I don't think this has been, has this been done before? Well, and especially Sam, with somebody like... say people are upset, I think, and I'm going to speak to you as an as a yes, interviewer, sir. but also as a human being. I think there's two reactions right now. I think some people are worried about you, and they're worried about what you're doing. I think other people are upset because we just showed the White House, which doesn't want to comment on this, responding to you. So clearly you Sarah are... In- should, Sarah should shut up. Frankly. Clearly, you're in the eye of a storm. Sarah mm-hmm. should shut up. Let oh. me ask you this. She's this, a terrible. She's a terrible communicator. Let me ask you this. Important. By the way, her. By the way, her presidential, uh, the one, hmm. the person mm-hmm. she defends every day, mm-hmm. he has a 35 percent approval rating. She should shut her mouth. Let me ask you the important <laughs> question. Yeah. Do you understand? And I'm warning her, by the way, to shut her mouth. Which means, wow. I don't. I, you know, the left would make that out like he was threatening violence, but certainly that's that's about a lawsuit. I would. I would. I would imagine. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we, we actually do have uh, the audio of these, the video. Obviously, you heard the audio. We have the video of these as well. Uh, here's Nunberg talking to Jake Tapper about cooperating with the subpoena. Why are you refusing to cooperate with the subpoena? Because it's absolutely ridiculous what they requested from me. They requested, first of all, they sent me a subpoena where they asked me after November 1 of 2015 did I communicate with Carter Page, Corey Lewandowski? I mean, I despise Corey. Why would I communicate with him? Oh, Hicks, who was having an affair with Corey, and I, I would communicate. I should give them every email from November 1 of 2015 to perpetuity with Steve Bannon and, and Roger Stone? Why? Why do I have to give that to the, to the government? Uh, well, I mean... The law. Because it's a special prosecutor and he's mm-hmm. requesting information. Well, and he's, he's, you, he's, know, he's, he, you know, you know what, would, what would you say if it was a Democrat? Same thing. Would you, would you agree? <laughs> would you agree that I would have to do that if, I, if yes. they were investigating a Democrat? You would? Yeah. yeah. I believe okay, he believes that, too. Well, you know I, what? I don't think I should. Okay. All right. Well, now he does, of course, because... Either sobered up or came to his senses or something happened. And now he's saying, yeah, I'm going to cooperate. Uh, I'm going to fully cooperate with uh, Mueller. I'm going to I'm cooperating with the investigation. 
So that circus apparently has ended. He had he had uh, interviews booked on GMA today, Good Morning America, and several others, and he canceled them all. Uh, here's where Nunberg uh, tells Jake Tapper he's not necessarily a fan of Donald Trump. I am not a fan of Donald Trump. Hmm. He treated me like crap. Right. Okay. Right. He treated Roger like crap. Hmm. We should. I should not have been fired. Roger should not have been treated the way he did. And Trump decided that he loved Corey more than us. That's fine. Okay, it's old business. But the idea that I that I was colluding with the Russians, that Roger was colluding with the Russians to help Trump, all we were doing was trying to get Corey fired. So is that the reason that you're objecting to turning over these emails? Because No, I'm objecting to it because I shouldn't have to spend that much time. I shouldn't have to go back down <laughs> to a grand jury. I spent, I'm spending a lot of money on legal fascinating. Fees. A lot of other people are. Mm-hmm. And granted, Donald Trump caused this because he's an idiot. Because he decided to give an interview to Lester Holt the day after he fired James Comey, and then he decided to have the Russians in the Oval Office. You have to explain that one to me, because I'll never understand it. Wow. Wow. Uh, This just doesn't happen to Donald Trump. People don't turn on him like this, because it doesn't end well when you do. Also, there's an interesting uh, bond people develop with him. Like, for instance... um, Anybody who's been pretty much on Celebrity uh, Apprentice still loves him. Piers Morgan, for instance. Piers Morgan is a Donald Trump fan? How'd that happen? Guys, as left as they come, but he's a huge Donald Trump supporter. So it's it's fascinating to me uh, to watch somebody turn on him like this because it's so unusual. Uh, he... Tapper asked uh, Nunberg about the questions he's been asked during this investigation. They know something on him. And Jake, I don't know what it is. They know something and on perhaps him. perhaps I'm wrong, but he did something. You, you think that they, they have him on something, Do you, but you don't know if it's related to the Russians or something else? I think it could be. I think if they have him on something... They're smart enough to know if they have them on something, it has to be during mm-hmm. the election. Okay. Uh, and now he's talking about uh, the Carter Page uh, tapper, talking about uh, Carter Page colluding. Are you, you know you're actually willing to you go to jail what? for this? Mm. Sam? I'm not cooperating a rescue. You're not you cooperating a rescue? <laughs> yeah. I'm not oh, cooperating. You're more than happy. You want to arrest me? Arrest me. Because okay. you know what? At this what? instance, and I'm not a fan of Donald Trump, Jake. And you I know. know you, had a, you had a big falling out. I'm not a fan of him. You know what? Mm. When they start asking for stuff like this, Trump is right. It's a witch hunt. Mm. Uh, and we skip over to the uh, Aaron Burnett interview. Aaron Burnett uh, did something that some find despicable. I'm sort of neutral on it. I mean, it's hard to say no to a guy who wants to jump on and say all kinds of outrageous things when you're in the media. This is what these guys respond to and what they love. But should they have done this? Probably not. 
Aaron Burnett uh, said that she could smell alcohol on his breath. Here's what happened. Um, talking to you, yeah. I have smelled alcohol on your breath. Well, I, I have not had Awkward. a drink. You haven't had a drink, so that's no. not... No. So I, I just, because it is the talk out there, again, I know it's awkward. Let me just get, give you the question well, so you can uh, categorically answer, answer that. Uh, no, you have you had a drink answer, today? My answer is no. I have not. Anything else? No. 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 Besides my meds. Okay. Antidepressants. Is that okay? No, I, th- I mean, I'm not, I'm just trying to understand. Well, look, well, look, they, what can, say, today. they can say whatever they want. I don't really care. Wow. Uh, fascinating. Uh, other than my meds, antidepressants, which, you know, millions and millions of Americans are on. If he had taken a combination of antidepressants and alcohol, uh, that that could be the whole explanation for what happened yesterday. I would think. Um, wow. That is something else. I mean, where do you go with that? I've never seen anything like this. But, no, you I know. know. Every day is a new surprise in this world right now. Yeah, it is. I mean, yes, it is. Ridiculous. Uh, Aaron Burnett described what the uh, people in the White House were saying about him. Um, I reached out to a Trump ally before you came on to say, What's your, what do you think about Sam? What would you say? And essentially, this person told me, I just want to be direct because he's not the only one to say it. Yeah. You're drunk or off your meds. Hmm. At least half a dozen other CNN reporters have received similar messages. What do you say very, to them? That, I mean, is this a hit job or is there I, something I, I wrong? No, I don't care what they say. I think it's fine. You know what? I really could care less what the... What the expression, by the way, is I couldn't care less. That's just one of my pet peeves. No, I, I appreciate that. point that, that out. Because, I mean... I could care less, too. you know, isn't a strong statement. Sure. Because that means you care. A lot of wiggle room there. Yeah, there's a lot of... It means you care to a certain extent, mm-hmm. right? If you couldn't care less, that's as low as it goes right. on the caring meter. Mm-hmm. I couldn't care any less than I do right now is the expression. Not I could care less. Yeah, We could all care less about virtually everything. Sometimes we care a great deal, which means, yes, I could care less. And so while that is the <laughs> Pat Gray um, um, verbal uh-huh. pet peeve, yes. mine's going to be the use of the word that's not a word, Irregardless. Irregardless, too. Okay. Yeah, that's another one. Just stop trying yeah. to sound smart. It's not a word. Regardless. Mm-hmm. All right. The Trump White House has to say about me. They have a president, as you know. What was your poll that you produced last week, Aaron? What is he at? 38%? You're talking about his mm. approval rating? Yeah, his approval rating. So any of them to criticize me, I could tell you, if Roger and me were in there, Trump would be at 55%. Roger Stone. Yes, Roger Stone. So mm. what, what, yeah, whatever they want that. to say, they can say whatever <laughs> they want about me. I don't care. Once again, I would mm. say they're doing a terrible job for him. And they've been doing a terrible <laughs> job in perpet- They've been doing a terrible <sighs> job since he's been elected. Are they wow. trying to do some coordinated hit job on you by reaching out to reporters and really saying ch- those things about your state of mind today? I don't or, know. I don't know. This not. is the first thing I've this is the first time I've heard about this. They're more than they can do whatever they want. Uh, Kind of uh, unfortunate that, you know, he was everywhere saying everything because things like this came out. Yeah, I'm not going to comply with it. Okay. Why is that a good idea? My my response is I'm not complying with it. It's absolutely ridiculous that I should give over every communication I ever had 
with Steve Bannon or Roger Stone. They asked me about communications with Carter Page. Carter Page? Are you kidding me? Corey Lewandowski? I despise Corey. But when the special prosecutor asks, isn't it... Yeah, and and they want me to go to the grand jury. And you know what? We'll find out what happens. Because I'm not going. You know what? You know what? If Sarah Huckabee wants to to start debasing me, Mm -hmm. she's a joke. (laughs) Okay, fine. Yeah, she's unattractive. She's a fat slob. Oh, Oh, man. Fine. But that's oh, irrelevant. Good her, her, mm. The person she works for has a 30% approval rating. So that's the kind of day it was yesterday. <laughs> that's the kind of day it was. I mean, every time I would get an alert on my phone about something Sam would say, there was another interview airing at that exact moment exactly. with something else. It was, was even more outrageous. Right. Oh, what a fun wow. reality we're See, living in. It, it seems to have calmed down today. Um you know, somebody convinced him. Or, His attorney, probably. Yeah. Uh, or the president. I, I, I don't know. Who knows I'm who. I'm just speculating. <laughs> but uh, probably a good idea that he decided to back off all of those positions uh, from yesterday. 888 <laughs> uh, Let me tell you about this weight loss product. It's a, it's a new weight loss product quickly becoming a really important part of the Blaze family. And we all know diet and exercise are really the tried and true formula for weight loss. But if you want an extra boost in your plan to be healthier, this supplement might help you a lot. It's called Riduzone, and it's safe and natural, and it's FDA acknowledged. It's a new dietary supplement to support healthy weight and uh, be a part of your concerted effort to just, you know, feel better and uh, fix any kind of metabolic disorders you might have. Riduzone was launched by a local company taking the good stuff in olive oil. You might have heard how good olive oil is for you. Well, the part in it that's good for you is the OEA. So they've taken the OEA out, and that's been shown to boost metabolism and reduce your appetite, and it helps you burn fat. So that's what they use in this. And with proper nutrition and exercise, Riduzone can help you lose weight. And even more important, helps keep you helps you keep the weight off. Because that's really the hard part, right? Because after you've dieted, and exercise, then you kind of tend to, at least I do, go right back to your old habits. This will help you not do that. Like Sarah, who's lost over 100 pounds. I mean, when you see the pictures of her bigger, you, I didn't even recognize her. Didn't even recognize her. And so she looks amazing now, and she struggles every day with cravings. And she's take, been taking Riduzone. Says it's a lot easier to control her appetite, and she's not thinking about food all day, which really, really helps. So... Order yours by going to RidUZone.com, enter the promo code PAT, and get 30% off a three-month supply. That's RidUZone, R-I-D-U-Z-O-N-E.com. RidUZone.com. You're listening to Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. I'm marveling at the Sam Nunberg thing. Uh, just really amazing. He gave his eighth interview of the day 
yesterday to New York Magazine's Olivia Nudzi. Nudzi. Nudzi? Anyway, uh, Olivia asked, uh, asked about Roger Stone, his dislike for the president's loyalists, and whether he'll really defy Robert Mueller's subpoena to testify. Uh, and uh, from there, let me just read you the transcript. Olivia asks, didn't you call Sarah Huckabee Sanders a slob? Nunberg says, yeah, I called her a slob. She is a slob. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Olivia says, well, what does that mean? Like Trump called Steve Bannon sloppy Steve. What does that mean? <clears throat> Nunberg says, if Steve got Trump's fat ass elected, Trump would have lost by 15 points if Steve not gotten involved in his campaign. Well, wait, wait. What does slob mean in this case? Like, why is Sarah Huckabee Sanders a slob? Because she does Trump's dirty business. Mm, okay. I see. So That's you're it. not making a judgment about her peer- appearance. No. No. You're talking about her personality. Yeah. I'm not making a judgment about her terrible appearance. <laughs> <laughs> because that would be very rude and not politically correct. Why would I want to do that? Did I sound drunk? <laughs> I think that I was just more of myself in those interviews than I've ever been. That's that's what I think it was. Uh-huh. What a day. Again, just an incredible day. Um, whether you like Trump or dislike him, just some things I don't think we've ever seen before. You don't think? <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> has any other president's uh, former advisor gone off like this? It's never happened. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. I mean, I feel bad for him. I, re- I really do. And I, I think he was exploited yesterday. But, you know, it's like a train wreck. It's hard. You can't look away. Mm-hmm. You've got to see the spectacle first because it's just so hard to believe. And then by the end of the day, again, he's like, uh, yeah, I'm going to wind up cooperating with Mueller. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to cooperate fully. I think this morning it's cooperate fully. It's It's just... It's incredible. I mean, really, really incredible. Uh, you know, only with this president have we seen the kind of fireworks, I think, that we've, that we've seen over the, over the last two or three years. Name another politician or non-politician to run for office mm-hmm. where this kind of stuff ever happens. Yeah, I mean... It's just, it just doesn't, right? It, it's, uh, it, it makes the Obama administration and some of the... Um, non-presidential moments that he gave us mm-hmm. seem like oh. like it was just, you know, stellar uh-huh. as far as the way he treated the office. I mean, we, we were upset, you know, the way that he showed a complete lack of respect. Um, but wow. Um, Especially after George W. Bush, yeah. who, you know, had a lot of respect for the office of the presidency. And the last president to do so, really. No, I think so, too. And probably yeah. from now on. Maybe. Mm-hmm. That'd be a shame, but maybe. Uh, also, President Trump out tweeting again. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of conservatives taking a victory lap over the ratings for Sunday night's Academy Awards, which drew a record low, 26.5 million viewers. It's like the lowest ever. Mm-hmm. Um, so, President Obama tweeted out, or President Trump <laughs> tweeted out, uh, lowest rated Oscars in history, all caps. Problem is, we don't have stars anymore. Except your president. And then, parenthetically, just kidding, of course. Except he's not. 
<laughs> no, he's not. He's not kidding. <laughs> he really believes that, and we all know that, right? I mean, you know that he believes that. I wish his uh, thumbs would take mm. less of a starring role in this administration. Yeah, I do too. Mm. I really do too. It, it is. It's going. It's going to be a continuing problem because nobody can stop him. Obviously, I mean, if General Kelly can't stop him from doing this, yeah, we're screwed. No one can. Mm-hmm. But he's he's uh, getting some help on some of his policies from maybe some surprising directions sarah palin came out in total support of tariffs oh (laughs) okay uh sarah palin says potus isn't starting any trade war it's been raging for decades and we keep losing people must understand our nation's solvency and sovereignty are at stake here president trump inherited this trade war and he's an atypical politician determined to actually do something to fix the problem The Trump doctrine involves finally enforcing rules and standards to level the playing field, which proves the wisdom of private sector perspective brought to the White House. President Trump is consistent on tariffs. He's preached about fair competition via tariffs for decades. Yeah, uh, even when he was a Democrat fairly recently. So why all this feigned shock at his recent proposal? No matter, though, because middle-class Americans concerned about our industrial demise get it. And we see the heads exploding over this issue. Sit atop career bureaucrats, globalists, and typical politicians who've done nothing to fix the trade imbalances, which pretty much says it all. Plus, there are those who believe that this is just a, uh, a technique. It's a negotiation technique to get people to come back to the table and renegotiate things like NAFTA. And if he can get Canada on board with um, redoing the NAFTA organization or the NAFTA treaty, then he has pretty much said that he's not going to impose the steel and aluminum tariffs that he's talking about, which would be a very good thing because that will hurt us. You just you, you can't start putting tariffs on people's products without them reciprocating, and they usually reciprocate to about the 10th power. And that's why people all over the world uh, can't afford American products. So, uh, I, I don't know how it works, uh, but I'm hoping it is a negotiation technique. Because that would be the best of all worlds, actually. I, unfortunately, I think he just flies by the seat of his pants. I don't know that he really has a lot of foresight on stuff like this, but hopefully I'm wrong. I'm hoping on this because I, I really think he believes in tariffs I, I, yeah, and, I know. and the trade. I do. Trade is an important thing to him, so I think he has some knowledge on it. And so I'm hoping that he does have a master plan when it comes to this and he's not just throwing stuff against the wall to see what sticks. Sounds like a huge fight is going on behind the scenes, though, in this White House about the tariff stuff. So um, Yeah. Yeah, it does. <laughs> a, Quite an elaborate ruse, then. Well, it's really tough, because then the uh, the people in Congress, both the House and the Senate, have to face their constituents about it, mm-hmm. and they're asked about these proposals, and they, you've got to weigh your support for the president and getting hammered by him if you go against him with sticking to your conservative principles and placating your constituents... So it is a tough line to walk. And I I don't know how you navigate it, really. It's it's difficult. Uh, This is a tough time to be a Republican. First of all, the stinking party has lost its way. 
And there's very little difference between Republicans and Democrats. But for people like Ted Cruz, what do you do here? Because you know, because you felt it firsthand, he can destroy you if he wants to. So you got to walk that fine line. You don't want to incur his wrath, but then you don't want to incur the wrath of the people you're trying to get to vote for you. Oh, which is, by the way, today in the Texas primary. He's up against four Republican opponents. It's a big election today. Uh, Are we the only state? I don't know. I don't know. It's a a really important one here. We got a lot of big issues in Texas. 888-933-93. If you're in Texas, go vote. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. is here on the blaze radio network let me tell you about one of the dumbest protests i've ever heard of in my life from students who should frankly know better but i I don't know this generation i i I don't know (laughs) should they uh yeah well they're at stanford stanford students okay it's the (laughs) ivy league of the west yeah they should be quite intelligent (laughs) they're protesting against apple for not doing enough to stop their Apple addiction. Make us products we love, but don't make them so well that we love them too much. I mean, what? You know? I mean, yeah, I want your product, yeah. and I want to use it all the time. Yeah. And I've become so addicted to it that I never take my eyes off this product. And that's mm. your fault. So you need to come up with something that allows me to live my life again. Because I don't have any of that responsibility. It's you. You made the product. <laughs> yeah, you, you bought it and you use it. And we didn't tell you to use it all the time like that. We, we're not the ones who did that. So they went, these Stanford students went to uh, stand outside their store on University Avenue in Palo Alto. Uh, it's, the group is called Stanford Students Against Addictive Devices. Sad. And they and they held signs and distributed flyers mm-hmm. about the dangers of device addiction. Group is headed by Stanford computer computer science majors Sanjay Kanan, Evan Sabri Ayu Boglu, oh, yeah. uh Cameron Ramos, and uh Divyans Gupta with the four co authoring a statement included in the flyers on behalf of the group. The statement refers to studies claiming phone addiction causes stress. Well, sure it does. Harms relationships and undermines productivity. <laughs> then put it down! Put it down, you buffoons! Put down the phone for a minute! How is that Apple's problem? According to a survey by Common Sense Media referenced by the group, 69% of adults are said to check their phone on an hourly basis. I am not one of them. I guarantee you that. 50% of teenagers say they feel addicted to their iPhones. 
pamphlet claims Apple is responsible for some of that addiction. Why? Well, because iPhones are the gateway to some of these, you know, addictive services. Apps and platforms like uh, Facebook and Twitter. They believe Apple is uniquely capable in helping curb device dependence as its business model doesn't rely on such addiction. But at the same time, they insist they're not taking common sense steps to curb addiction. I cannot. Can you, can you imagine that's on the company that's making the device you love? It's like, you know, I've gotten so fat from eating McDonald's burgers that McDonald's needs to do something about my addiction to their burgers. <laughs> I am so fat from eating Bluebell ice cream mm-hmm. that Bluebell, I'm going to stand outside their, their corporate headquarters in Brennan, Texas, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell them they need to do something about my addiction to their product. You shouldn't be making it that delicious. I can't avoid it. Right, find that sweet spot. I can't avoid it. It's got to be a little bit less delicious, I guess, but then I'll be pissed when you make it less appealing. What kind of madness are we into? Why aren't people standing outside, I don't know, a porn producer's house telling them they're addicted to that product? <laughs> Jeez. Oh. Why Why aren't you outside, uh, you know, a pharmaceutical company telling them you're addicted to opioids? Is that their fault? Uh, this is so crazy. This generation has been brought up to believe that they have zero personal responsibility. There's absolutely no personal responsibility anymore of any kind. Mm-hmm. One of the leaders of this group says, um, we felt this is the kind of change that a lot of consumers have to demand before Apple takes sustained action. (laughs) Historically, Apple has been the one to popularize new features and make them something that every phone consumer expects. Face ID is a good example. Other companies did it before Apple, but once Apple did it, it's like something we all need to have. This is for real, too? Yeah. I just cannot. Yeah. Uh, and it's worse yeah. than... You said, so you said this generation doesn't great. have responsibility. They're not expected to take responsibility for anything. It's worse than that. They're rewarded for not doing anything. Exactly. It's like the other end of the spectrum. I, oh boy. Nothing is their fault of these little... Is the fault of these little darlings. Mm-hmm. Everything you do is wonderful. And mm-hmm. if they're doing something non-wonderful, <laughs> it's someone else to blame. Sure. Someone else did that to them. Like, Apple has done this to them. They're the reason that I keep texting my friend when my friend is sitting right next to me. (laughs) They're the reason that all during dinner, everyone in my family is looking at their phone instead of each other. It's Apple's problem. You know, it's interesting because the head of Apple, uh, Tim Cook, has talked about the time people spend on their phone. And he has said... Even in my family, I limit my children and their access to their iPhones. He runs the freaking company, but he's also a parent. And so what what does he do? He parents his child. Wait, what's that word again? 
parents his child, Just which means familiar. I don't even know what it means anymore. What yeah. does it mean to parent your child? I, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he actually has said, and this is hard to believe, that he limits the time they spend on their phones and video games and all other electronic forums. Did you just suggest that we have limits? Yeah, I, I did. On anything? Yeah. Yeah. And it Wow. You know what? He didn't mandate that through his company that okay. everybody do that. He just did that in his home. Like these kids' parents could have done while they were growing up or perhaps now that they're basically adults in college, perhaps they could limit themselves, but no. Nope. We got to go stand outside an Apple store in Palo Alto, California, and demand that they do something about my addiction. Hmm. Uh, the group's called SAD, mm-hmm. right? Okay. SAD, because it's two S's and two A's. <laughs> That's pretty sad. Because it's a Stanford Students Against Addictive Devices, or SAD. Huh. Kind of like the end of a Donald Trump tweet. SAD, except drawn out a yeah. little bit. You know what I mean? I just, so are you looking? Are you uh, looking yeah, I just wonder if maybe they, they, they uh, made use of the interwebs, um, you know, mm-hmm. that people could access their stuff, you know, through their phones. Right. And just only add to the addictive qualities of said phone. <sighs> I mean, Apple Chief, Apple, Apple Chief Design Officer Joni Ivey. Uh, briefly raised the issue of device addiction during an October interview Mm -hmm. as one of the negative points of the iPhone's design. When pressed, Ivy admitted the constant use of a device is a misuse of the technology. Yeah, but that's, again, you're creating a product people enjoy. How is that that your problem? And she hinted the design of the Apple Watch was was designed to, to address that very problem. She also mused that the challenge of finding a balance in life surrounded by objects, tools, and interaction is a constant struggle that existed long before modern technology, let alone the iPhone. Yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I mean, uh, can we look at parents and ask questions of them? Like, are you monitoring your kids at all? Are, are you making suggestions on their behalf? Are you being a parent? And then, when you're a young adult and you're going to, I don't know, Stanford University, one of the finest universities on the planet, you can't self-monitor? You can't uh, self-limit? Really? So It's pretty sad. Sad has Mm -hmm. a website. It is um, captive.ml. Captive.ml? Mm-hmm. Uh, I've never heard that the .ml. Okay, I haven't either. Um, I haven't that's either. Pretty new to me. But they're captive. Yeah, and, and they're captive of their <laughs> iPhones. They have an email I, I address. Yes, they have an email address that I suppose you could email them through. Okay. Through a phone, they uh, have a Facebook page. They wait. Um, I thought we were they were complaining about the access to Facebook. Okay, don't look. Into oh, okay. This. All right. Yeah, let's not think about it too seriously. Eye. Okay. Um, but uh, yeah, they've got. Um, <clears throat> They, they have a web presence. Um, it, 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 this is madness. This is madness. Again, you know, when are we going to get a, a grip on ourselves here? This is just ridiculous. And then they'll just be babied. And they're being babied by Apple. 
Yeah, you know what? We're trying to address that with the watch. And uh, what? we They're... understand it can't be addictive. And... <laughs> Pat. It's your job to create a product people love. Listen to this. Mm-hmm. This is from SADS website. Okay. Parents are concerned. Mm. Doctors are concerned. Oh, no. Shareholders are concerned. Are they? Technologists oh. are concerned. concerned. The hell's with technology? Are you? No, I'm not at all. Because, uh, well, I'm concerned hmm? that this generation blames everybody else <laughs> oh, for their problems. Yeah, I'm far beyond concerned, sad. I, 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 I'm afraid it's another sign of the fourth horseman of the apocalypse catching up to the other three as they all clip-clop through the downtown area right now. Whatever downtown area you're in. Your town. Four horsemen of the apocalypse are, are galloping through it right oh, now. Oh, you can donate to their group. I think we've gotten to oh, the good. crux of it here. Oh, good. Okay. Donate. You got that opportunity on... Uh, <laughs> I'd love to know how much they've raised for sad. Come on. Oh, this is just pathetic. Brutal. I can't... Oh my God! Five years ago, would you have believed this story? You would think this was an onion story. Yes. Listen to this. At the bottom of their webpage, it mm-hmm. says, this non-addictive website theme inspired by, and it's the hosting company that made this for them, this non-addictive website theme, because it's black and white. and <laughs> Oh, wow. So they made it as non-addictive as possible so that you wouldn't become addicted to their <laughs> website. I can't. I don't think there was much... much uh, chance of that happening that i would become addicted to the sad website you haven't bookmarked it yet no not yet because don't you want to keep up with all their events that they're doing because when you look at the website it really is unattractive (laughs) so they're doing a good job (laughs) i give up man the apple iphone just should look like some clunky old like 1940s telephone like a clan you could just kind of open it up nobody was addicted to their phones in the 1940s am i right that's true. So just make it look that way. You, you, let me tell you when no one was addicted to their phones. It's when you had to press the number keys three times to get a letter to appear. <laughs> Space. <laughs> Space. Uh-huh. Like the Razor, the little flip phones yeah. that we used to have. Oh, the good old days. Let's uh, go back to those when good we, times. you know. Good times. Good times. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Uh What if I told you that there's a new product? That allows you to safely practice shooting your gun in your home without, you know, bullets going through your walls and televisions and things. This is such a great product. It's iTarget Pro. And it doesn't use ammo, so you're going to save money there. You don't have to go to the range, so you save money there. And it saves you the hassle of going to and from the range. Utilize your cell phone and their proprietary app, which uses a laser in place of the bullet. So it detects exactly where your shots are landing. You see it. You hear it. It is really cool. Go to iTarget Pro. That's the letter I, then TargetPro.com, and check out the video. I think you're going to love this. Right now, you can save 10% with the offer code PAT when you purchase the iTarget Pro system. Now, competitive shooters do this kind of stuff all the time. They dry fire 10 times more than they live fire. Why? Well, it's less expensive, that's for sure. You priced ammo lately, and uh, they can do it at home, and you just get really proficient with your shooting, which is the, the entire goal. So save money, save your time, and take your skill to the next level with iTargetPro.com. That's the letter I, then TargetPro, 
and use the offer code PAT. iTargetPro.com Pat Gray Unleashed The Blaze Radio Network On the Blaze Radio Network. Okay, so at Stanford, they're blaming Apple for their addiction to their iPhone. Meanwhile, at Lewis and Clark Law School in Portland, Oregon, a group of students gathered to oppose a speaker they consider a fascist, Christina Summers. She's a, she's a conservative, and they find that she's a fascist. So, uh, as she was speaking, they all filed into the room and uh, and started chanting. Back, mic check, we choose, we choose to protest, to protest, male supremacy, male supremacy, not give it, not give it, a platform, a platform, male supremacy. Interesting choice of words there, our comrades, our sibling, siblings and our comrades. <laughs> this is the, you know, the mic check thing. That uh-huh. was the... Uh, That's good stuff right there. The uh, Wall Street thing. The, uh-huh. the, uh, 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 whatever they called that thing. What was that called? Apparently, apparently they're back at this Occupy time. Occupy Wall Street. Occupy Wall Street. Yeah. Liars with victim <laughs> mentalities. Liars, Liars with victim with mentalities. Rape culture is not a myth. Rape culture is not a myth. Actually, it kind of is. Uh, you know, if you're talking about the one in five women are raped on college campuses, no, that's, that's that is a myth. That's that's not accurate. Microaggressions are real. No. Microaggressions are real. Ugh. Microaggressions are not real. It's just not catchy at all. No, it's, it's, just it's not, not flowing very well. It's not like hey hey ho ho. Richard Nixon's got to go. Now that's catchy. Sure was. Microaggressions are the everyday verbal. Nonverbal and environmental slights, snubs, or insults, whether intentional or unintentional, which communicate hostile, derogatory, or negative messages to target persons based solely upon their marginalized group membership. Microaggressions are most definitely not real. They're, it's not a thing. Stop it. Stop with the microaggression nonsense. The, ga- the gender gay trap is real. The what? gender gay trap is what? real. She, she messed up. I, I, I messed that. What was it? She said the gap, uh, the gender, oh, the gender pay, pay, gap. pay gap is real. Again, she's... another non-real situation. No, it isn't. It's even been proven false by the Washington Post. <sighs> Not exactly Fox News. Trans people are real. Trans, trans people, people are real. Trans did you ever think trans people weren't real? <laughs> I didn't ever think that they were mannequins or pretend or make-believe. Well, they're not I, uh, human-fish hybrids. Like, no, uh, that's right. Black lives matter! Right. Trans lives matter! Black lives matter! Black lives matter! These are all white people, by the way. 
<laughs> Every single one of them is a white person. I hurt. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so that's what they're screaming about. And meanwhile, Christina Summers just standing there politely waiting for him to shut up, trying to finish her speech, hoping somebody will do something so that she can speak as she's been invited to do at this university. I, it's just ridiculous. So then they start this. Which side are you on, friends? Which side are you on? Yeah. No platform for fascists, no platform at all. No platform for fascists, no platform or Wh- Which side are you on, friends? Which side are you oh, I'm on the other side, so we just so you know. Fight for justice. Yes. Christina's gone. Okay. Which side are you on, friends? Which side are you on? Uh-huh. Which side are, are you, you on, on friends? Which friends. side are you on? That's uh, that's adorable. That's pretty grotesque. We are all morons, friends. We are all morons. We are all morons, friends. We are all morons. Yeah, not very catchy. Uh, um, not easy to dance to. No, it's really not. And um, I <laughs> and it didn't rhyme. None of it rhymed. No, you, rhyming used to be a thing with protesters. They're yeah. not even that creative yeah, anymore. Someone needs to go and dig uh, uh, Jesse Jackson up. You know, let's bring him back out. <laughs> into the, where has he been? Like, what is he doing anymore? I don't know. You never hear about him. <laughs> right. Never hear about him. Hmm. It's interesting that Christina Summers is the fascist, but they're the ones not letting anybody speak. Uh, not letting the other side share their point of view. Don't. They're the ones don't. taking away freedom of speech. Don't do this. You're <laughs> trying to apply logic to this yeah, world, man. Yeah, I know. It isn't worth Can't it. Can't do it. <laughs> Can't do it. Uh, Summers was apparently never allowed uh, to finish. Eventually, she spoke a little bit, took some questions from the crowd, and it calmed down a little bit. All the the protesters were finally ushered outside the room, but they still chanted their opposition. She later complained about the event on Twitter, saying that the dean at the school made her end her speech early to take questions. She says, I was never able to develop my argument. Shouldn't the dean have insisted protesters allow me to finish rather than cut the speech short? Well, yeah, but that would make sense. Uh, Summer said she finally had control of the room when she was cut short, but she acknowledged that the dean may have been trying to prevent more chaos. Yeah, I would say so. You know, at that point, you just wanted to stop, right? <laughs> Please. I, they probably didn't expect this, that they that the uh, Occupy Wall Street people would come in and start that mic check stuff again. So stupid. Mic check! Mic check! Yeah, and look, if you're going to... You're not even on a mic. What are you checking a mic for? You don't have a microphone. What do you do? You know what a mic check is? A mic check is. Hey, is this thing on? Is this is working right? That's a mic check. Check, check, check. One, two, three. That's a mic check because I'm actually using a microphone. Afghanistan. Mic is short for microphone. <laughs> so when you're just yelling, mic check, mic check, it doesn't make any sense. So you're not even on a microphone. Just a, just a little helpful tip for mm-hmm. these um, idiot protesters. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Get together earlier in the day. Maybe have a rehearsal. You yeah. Know, so that so that you know we can. And maybe chance. read up on some Dr. Seuss so you got the rhyme yeah. thing in your head. Yeah, you yeah, understand yeah. how that works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> when do students these days have an opportunity to to study? 
you know, to, to actually pass classes know. and stuff. I don't because know. Because what, what, what we've learned so far today is that they're protesting a speaker mm-hmm. and they're protesting Apple for being too addictive. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. college is just for protesting now. That's mm-hmm. all it is. I mm. hate this world. It's really something. We're in good hands with the <laughs> next generation, yes. I think. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network. is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Big primary vote in Texas today. Of course, Ted Cruz has, uh, uh, keep in mind, it's just primary. So he's being primaried by Republicans. Mm-hmm. Four of them, as a matter of fact. So that's an important vote. Uh, our governor, who's one of the, probably the best governor I've ever been exposed to mm-hmm. um uh greg abbott being challenged by republicans uh our lieutenant governor dan patrick being challenged by republicans i i expect him to win mm-hmm. i expect uh, the governor to win i expect ted cruz to win but why are republicans challenging these guys uh, it's bizarre yeah and i thought it was mm-hmm. um very interesting that the guy challenging Dan Patrick, the lieutenant governor, when you go to his website, like front and center, he has this um, big deal praise for public schools. Not quite a Republican uh, typical oh, point of really? view, but it was very interesting. That but did interesting. you did you notice um, on the ballot there uh, uh, running against Greg Abbott, the guy running against him, uh, he goes by the name Secede Kilgore. <laughs> yeah, I did see that. <laughs> I did see that. I mean... That kind of tugs at the heartstrings for just a moment, and then you go, oh, no, Greg Abbott's good. So. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, let's not get crazy. Right. Okay, it's not time. <laughs> Maybe there'll come a time, uh-huh. but it's not time. No. So, also, for a state Senate seat, a state Texas legislature Senate seat, uh, they have spent over $10 million trying to win it. What? I mean that's like that's like US Senate money. That's Yeah. That is this is for a Texas state Senate seat. It's the one between Huff Hines and uh uh Paxton. Oh, okay. Uh have have you heard the ads? I mean they're everywhere. No, I, the TV ads, radio ads going at each other. They're both Republicans, they're both conservative and they're both accusing the other mm. of being liberal and uh and pro abortion. And I'd, I I honestly I don't know which one is which. Uh, so, one of them is a big, big businessman. Uh, Huff Hines, they have real estate. They've got car dealerships. Uh, you know, so. Um, but $10 million spent to win a state Senate seat. That, I've never heard of such a thing. Never heard of it. So, they really want that seat. <laughs> I don't know why. Why would you, do, uh, you know, maybe you think you can really do some good. 
or maybe you just really want power. I'm hoping it's the the former. Uh, but Fox News did this story about how Democrats are trying to take over. They, they keep pushing this narrative. The Democrats are about to take over in Texas. Um, here's what Six. they had Kicking to say. Kicking off the midterm primary season tomorrow, and there are signs that Democrats now, could be seeing a rise in the Lone Star State. Ooh. Democrats leading the way in early voter turnout up 105% from the last midterm elections in 2014. Republicans behind by nearly 45%, up 15%. Carl Rove is former White House Deputy Chief of Staff to President George W. Bush and a Fox News contributor who is always willing and able to make sense of those numbers for us, Carl. What do you, what do you make of this? Are Democrats on the rise in Texas? No. Well, they certainly have a lot of enthusiasm going into this primary. Uh, let, let's take a quick look. In, right, I'm going to look at Carl. the 10 biggest counties. we got a lot of counties in Texas, 254. We do. But the 10 most populous counties in 2014, there were 253,000 Republican early voters and 184,000 Democrats. This time around, it's three, wow. that's just over 100% increase. And 283,000 Republican early voters, about 15%. If you get a look inside the numbers, however... They're concentrated in some counties. Harris County, Texas, that's Houston, Mm -hmm. has three very competitive congressional races. For the Democrats, there's an open seat. For the Republicans, there's an open seat. And then there's one of the three Texas seats occupied by Republican congressmen that was won by Hillary Clinton, Texas 7, uh, the the western suburbs of Houston. And and from there, the the early voting went from 21,000 last midterm to 70,000 this time around inside the Democratic primary. Similar jump in Dallas, which has one of the three seats that uh, occupied by a Republican carried by Hillary Clinton. Not as big an increase in Fort Worth, Tarrant County. Another big increase in Bear County, which has the th- part of the third seat that's occupied by a Republican, won by Hillary Clinton. And then Travis County, the little blueberry in the middle of our big red state, uh, hmm. where I'm coming from today, st- the 20, went from 20,000 four years ago to 58,000 this time around. But Travis let's County keep this in perspective. This Austin, right? Isn't that Austin? I think it is. Austin area. Travis? Um, but what that means to me is... That Democrats are more excited about getting out early and voting. That's what it means. They're just taking advantage of the early voting system. Democrats do that. They like to get out and and place their vote because it's more convenient. They can do it wherever they want in their county. I I don't think that means they're going to show up more in the election necessarily. Right? I mean, it just means they're hot to get out and vote right now. doesn't mean they're going to show up more today. I hope they don't. Of course, it doesn't matter right now because it's just you have to declare. You're either in the Republican primary or you're in the Democrat primary. I I do remember a couple of years ago that there was a group that was making designs on Texas. Like, move to Texas. It's called uh, Turn Texas Blue or something. something Yeah. And they are trying desperately to do that. And they keep pushing that narrative. I just don't see it happening. I mean, where's it coming from? I don't trust our system so much. So who knows? I, I don't think they can turn Texas blue. Not for a long time. Not for a long time. I mean, this is still a red state, and they keep trying again. They're just trying to create that impression that they could win here. Oh, we could win here. They're trying to create that impression with Ted Cruz. Nah, his Senate seat is in jeopardy. Look out. Yeah, I don't think so. I really don't think so. I think he crushes the Republican competition, and I think he more than crushes the Democrat uh in november at least i hope (laughs) 
if that doesn't happen, it's another sign that the fourth horseman of the apocalypse oh. is well past no, the, no. the public square. Yeah, he's, he's out of town now. He's headed for the next, <laughs> next his, plaza. His work is done here. <laughs> his no, work if is that done, happens, that, it's over. That means that the, basically the official seal mm-hmm. on the envelope mm-hmm. has been pressed in, and this is definitely over. <clears throat> and I think with Cruz, they're counting on Republicans being pissed at him. And, you know, there's a certain amount of that, I think, because I'm a little irritated still uh, from what? Has it been two? Yeah, it's been two years now. Uh, Almost. About a year and eight months since he didn't support Trump. And then all of a sudden he did at the end when it didn't matter. And he'd already made all the Trump supporters angry. And then we were kind of admiring his position. And then he did support Trump. So... (laughs) It just seemed disingenuous, and it just it, it it was kind of a disappointment. But I'm over it now. <laughs> we need Ted Cruz in the U.S. Senate. We have to have Ted Cruz in the U.S. Senate. There are two. There are too few really strong conservatives. You know, you can name them on. You can number them on one hand. You got Ted Cruz. You got Mike Lee, Ben Sass. I think I'm done. <laughs> you got Rand Paul? In the U.S. Senate? Yeah, okay, Paul, Rand Paul. Okay. I could give you that. Uh, would that, you, would you that, go Marco Rubio or... He's uh, kind of like the letter Y. You know, sometimes a consonant, sometimes mm, a, a vowel. Right. He's more times than not uh, uh, dependable. I mean, he's... He's more often than not a vowel. You know what? I'm kind of at that point where do they love America? I mean, that's kind of like my bottom line. And I know Marco Rubio absolutely he loves does. this country. And, yeah, and in my opinion, for the most part, there were a couple of hiccups during the CNN town hall. But for the most part, he had a lot more uh, credibility on the Second Amendment than I originally realized. And I was grateful for that. Yeah. Yeah. And he's, he's spoken out pretty well about the trade wars, too. Kind of put some put that thing into perspective a little bit where he said, look, you know, there's some gamesmanship here. That you have to do, and you can't get crazy. And if you if you threaten certain things, it might move the needle enough to where we don't have to impose any tariffs. So he's he's been kind of a voice of reason on on several things lately. So yeah, you got you got Cruz, mm-hmm. Mike Lee, Ben Sass, mm-hmm. Rand Paul, mm-hmm. Marco Rubio. Yeah, there's that guy in Idaho, Rish. I was just going to say, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep, the guy in Idaho who's kind of low-key. Mm-hmm. We, we don't hear from him very often. But when you do, he, he's usually doing something conservative. And I think we're done. We kind of, <laughs> I uh, think that's it. I think, added it up there. Yeah, I think that's it. And then everybody else, moderate or uh, oh, left-leaning oh. Republicans. Hang on. Um, my gosh, Tim Scott, South Carolina. No, Tim Scott's pretty good. Okay. All right. And done. And one, now we're done. Okay. Okay, so we got a whopping six yeah, senators. Six out of a hundred, we got six. Woo! What do you want? I mean, do you want Woo. control? Yeah, mm-hmm. that's exactly what I want. I want sixty conservative center <laughs> oh, senators. Wow. Not even the fifty. I want sixty really conservative senators. Okay, that you can count on for conservative principles every time, not just once in a while. Not just when it benefits them politically, mm-hmm. every time. 
Okay, well, when you create that world, do I get an invitation? <laughs> it is so cute. No, I'm going to keep you guys out of it because you're smart, Alex. That's why. Mean? I want to be there. <laughs> I want to hang out there. Nope. Sorry, you just blew it. Okay. You just blew it. 888-900-3393. Uh, all right. Um, Brad Staggs joins us. I, I hesitate no, I because to, I know I he's going to talk world. about. And, I just want to come wait, to your world. Wait, do wait, you? wait. In libertarian world? Mm-hmm. Is there earwax? Trying to set you up with a segue. Oh, you know, mm. even the most libertarian among us mm. have earwax. Oh, wow. Yeah, it's true. Oh, Thank right. you. Mm. Thank you, by the way, for that segue. <laughs> Do what mm. I can. Um, you know, and, and I, we, we always say, you know, don't, don't take our word for things. And that's why I wanted to read some reviews of Wax RX. And remember, it's not Wax Be Gone. It's Wax RX. Uh, because I did notice a trend here. Uh, a, a lot of people using uh, the product. Uh, I've tried other earwax removal products before. Nothing has worked like this. I cannot wait to introduce my family to this product. Mm. Family? Meet Wax RX. Wax RX. Meet the family. I don't know. It just sounds strange. That's good. Uh, but something I've noticed here. My <laughs> husband, Patricia V, says, my husband was having trouble hearing. So I bought your product. We used it, and it did the trick after the first use. Mm. Rebecca says, my husband has always had excessive earwax, which leads to diminished hearing. We've used this twice to clear the wax buildup. Works for him. And then uh, Sandra Kay wrote, I'm amazed. This was so easy to do, and I could not believe what came out of my husband's ears. So you see, there seems to be a trend here with women buying this for their husbands. Mm. So I just, I wanted to point that out, that ladies, Mm. if in fact your husband... Uh, I mean, there's two possibilities. If he's not hearing what you're saying every time you, if that's, you know, if that's what he's hearing, <laughs> it, there's two possibilities. Either he has what uh-huh. my dad had, which was selective hearing. There we go. And able to tune out the frequency. Yep. Or he, in fact, does have too much earwax. So you can find out whether or not your husband is ignoring you if you go to usewaxrx.com. And use promo code radio. They'll get, they'll ship it to you for free wow. if you use that promo code. But this will be the ultimate test of your marriage. Find out if he's really ignoring you. Use WaxRx.com <laughs> promo code radio. You're listening to Pat Gray Unleashed. Follow Pat on Twitter at Pat Unleashed and send him your thoughts using the hashtag #TellPat. The Blaze Radio Network. Gray is here. Traffic and weather together every nine minutes on the eights. Wait, uh, don't forget that uh, coming up Wait. here. Uh, What's nine minutes after eight after? Oh, I'm sorry. It's every eight minutes on the nines. Okay, now That's what I meant it. to say. Got okay. it. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Also, you can uh, reach us at Pat Unleashed, as Brent out of shape did. Drunk Sam Nunberg still sounds ten times more coherent than sober Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> <laughs> from mercenary grip that's it i've threatened it for years but i'm finally going to start a 12-step program for those addicted to 12-step programs <laughs> hashtag put that in your pipe i'm sorry what was the hashtag again put that in your pipe hashtag put that in your pipe uh noel fan one the mascot for sad should be a goat with a lisp just saying <laughs> sad. 
Uh, like Al Gore there. As a Texas Lurie D says, uh, more on trivia theme. The more on trivia theme song, 2018. We are all morons, friend. We are all morons. Oh, That's a yeah. reference, of course, to the protesters. Which side are you on, friends? Which side are you on? We are all morons, friends. We are all morons. It's beautiful. It's beautiful. It's a good one there. Yeah, it is. going to record that after the show? Or uh, yeah, we might put some music to it. Sounds it's got good, a good yeah. beat. It's easy to dance to. I mean, it's more catchy than whatever they were doing. No question. Uh, 888-900-3393. Uh, let's go to Lori in Washington. Hey, Lori, you're on the blaze. Well, thank you for reading my tweet on air and then taking my call. I feel like oh, a celebrity oh, right that's now. Great. That's great. Wow, two for it. Okay, I know. So, so which I one know. was yours? Uh, Texas Lori uh, D? Yeah, that's me. I'm stuck in Seattle right now. I'm trying to get back there as fast as I can. All right. What um, Are you living in Washington? Yeah, we're military. We're at Fort Lewis. Oh, okay. So south of Seattle. So, But, yeah, we're coming yeah. back. We're coming okay. back. You're going to have to put up with me, Keith. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, but, Pat, Pat, I need you to stop predicting anything that goes on with elections. You and Glenn uh-huh. are poison. So when you predict it, well, Democrats being excited right now about primaries uh-huh. in Texas isn't going to translate into anything in the fall. You're wrong. It's going to translate into something in the fall. So shut up. Just don't say it. <laughs> shut up. Our track record <laughs> has been tarnished just a tad lately, hasn't it? A little bit. Just a, little a tad, bit. yeah. Because since so. everybody we said was going to win lost. Uh, I know. Other so than that, we've been dead on. Uh, all right. Thanks, Laurie. That's a, that's a good safety tip, actually, because how wrong were we about 2016? Pretty wrong, I'd say. <laughs> Yeah. Pretty wrong. Uh, uh, Trump does that to people, though. He, you know, he, uh, he just wouldn't. It's all counterintuitive. Everything he does, pretty much, is counterintuitive. Yeah, you wouldn't think any of it's going to work, and it all does. He just keeps on working. You're going to get sick of winning uh, one of these days because he wins so much. And you know there have been some there have been some wins. I forget what they are right now, but mm. <laughs> but there have been some. I mean, you know what? On a day like this, uh-huh. or in the aftermath of um, due process, can come <clears throat> after we take your guns. Yeah, it might be a nice idea after tariff to talk, go back and yeah. remember what it is. Do you want it? Uh, you got a list there, or I, and can... I do have a list. Okay, well, uh, Supreme Court. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> uh, what's his face? Gorsuch. Yeah, Neil Gorsuch. Well, well, the proof will be in the pudding this spring when those um, cases start getting released. Mm-hmm. Uh, regulations mm-hmm. have been pared back on the by the EP, uh, on the EPA. Yeah, and the EPA chief is he solid. got us out of the Paris Accord, which is awesome, mm-hmm. awesome. Uh, and you know what? I was just thinking about the uh, Paris Treaty because we have the sound from Al Gore mm. admitting. The Paris Treaty was basically going to do nothing. Listen to this. Even if all 195 nations, not 194, met their targets, it still wouldn't solve the problem. Uh, th- that is correct. Heck, <laughs> I mean, can you believe that? Yes. Uh, oh, th- th- that is correct. Uh, that, th- 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 uh, that is correct. But it's a start. I think that's what he says. However, it's a very powerful signal, powerful signal to business and industry and civil society uh-huh. uh, and countries around the world. And countries around the world. It sends a signal. I'm not trying to send a signal. I don't want to send a signal. Now, if this is such a planetary problem that we're about to go extinct over it, 
I, a signal is not going to do anything. It should solve the problem. That, I mean, that's astounding. Listen to this again. Even if all 195 <laughs> nations on 194 met their targets, it still wouldn't solve the problem. Uh, th- that is correct. <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> got to be. Okay, so he got us out of that stupid treaty. Yeah. Which was solving nothing. As admitted by Al Gore. Got us out of the TPP treaty. You down with the TPP? Yeah, you know you me. You know me. Uh, he gave state land back to the okay. states. Okay. You know the song by Paul McCartney? I think of this every time. Give Ireland back to the Irish. He gave state land back to the states. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, huge gains in the war against ISIS. We've, I think, essentially won that war. Gave a pay raise to the troops. Declared Jerusalem the capital of Israel. Appointed Nikki Haley to the UN. Opened up drilling in Anwar. Mm-hmm. Am I missing anything? Uh, yeah, I believe so. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Did you mention the Keystone Pipeline? No, I didn't. Okay, that was proved. Um, uh, let's see. You, did you say tax cuts? Let's see. Uh, did I say I tax don't know. cuts? Add that to your list. I don't if think you don't. I did. Big tax cuts. Tax cuts, right? Uh, Although, I mean, he didn't do that. The Congress did, but he signed it, and he insisted on it. So, you know, I guess you can get some credit for that. Let's see here. Um, Tax cuts. That's a good one. I uh, like it. The war on coal basically is over. We Uh ended the war on... He ended the war on coal. Mm -hmm. Um, Boy, he had some big job cuts at the IRS and other agencies, uh, part of the bureaucracy. So uh, That's nice. Yeah, that was good. good. Yeah, you already said Nikki Haley. I did. Um, They're not enforcing the individual mandate now. Which they is which is a de facto the, that's repeal? That's huge. Right? It is. Yeah, it is. Um, I can't read my own handwriting because well, it looks like chicken scratch. Uh, something about the uh, what was this DACA budget? Uh, something here. I don't know what I was trying to say here. Anyhow, um, if you don't know, I certainly don't. Right. It's something. Did he tie? That's a pretty good list, though. That's two, four, six, eight, ten, oh. twelve. 14, 15 pretty good things. Hang on. This is something here that I like. Uh, oh, two, two more things for you here. Killed net neutrality through um, Ajit Pai. Mm-hmm. So net neutrality was killed. And and this one, this one was so far below the radar, what I'm about to tell you. That, All right. That bravo to President Trump for standing up for Israel. When well, Ireland, bravo for you when, using the word. When Ireland. Bravo. Ireland. That's admirable. It really is. You done? <laughs> good okay so when ireland was like oh well if any irish citizen goes to israel and All buys right. some trinket or something there All or whatever right. and bring it back here you're going to jail he's been an awesome defender no kidding of, i did I, not see that coming i the way he has i didn't been, see any of these israel stuff coming is it fair to say <clears throat> that donald trump may very well have, be the best ally yes of israel that israel's ever had in the presidency huh uh, yes well, he did things George Bush certainly didn't do. Yeah, I think Bush, you know, was an ally of Israel, but he didn't do what Trump has done. You know, put your money where your mouth is. And Let's sticking, see it. And Let's see it up for Israel when nobody knew. Ninety nine point nine percent of Americans had no clue this Ireland Israel thing was happening. Yeah, they until, were about to join the stinking boycott. Yeah, and, and, and we said, hey, if you do that. Um, it's not going to go well and I uh, with not, us. I, and they dropped it immediately. I, I read the news 
And I had no idea this was even happening until Trump stood up for Israel. That's great. Yeah. I have one more piece of good news here to share with you uh, that we've been hanging on to for a couple of days. Dolly Parton. Mm. What a smart, first of all, what a smart thing to do. And what a great business person. And I do believe she's pretty conservative. Let's just face it. She's a country music star. She's an old school person. But here was here she was on Nightline, and they, they were pushing her to say bad things about Donald Trump. Check this out. I'm not being political. I don't do politics. I'm not getting into any of that because I have a lot of fans out there, and I don't want to offend anybody. And besides, I just don't get into that. And so if you are deciding you may want to ask me something more serious, don't because I'm not going to answer it. <laughs> Fair warning. Okay. I I'm, stand, I'm not going to. I mean, yeah. I'm I might not, still ask. Well, you can ask, but I might still tell you where to put it. If I don't know where you got it. <laughs> You're a sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot. The sexist, egotistical, lying, hypocritical bigot portrayed so effectively in that movie by actor Dabney Coleman hasn't exactly disappeared from the culture. We have a president of the United States who said those things on that bus. I'm not addressing that. I do not get Good into you, that. Dolly. Of course, I have my opinion about everybody and everything. But I learned a long time ago, keep your damn mouth shut if you want to stay in show business. I'm not in politics. Brilliant. I'm an entertainer. That's just brilliant. And yet, you're also a role model. Yes, I am. That's why I don't uh, talk about people. <laughs> I love it. That's awesome. Excellent answer. Plus, she's had some good work done. You know, get the name of her plastic surgeon because she's doing a decent <laughs> job. She's what, 72? More uh, Pac Ray yeah. Unleashed and Chewing the Fat with Jeffy coming up. Pat Gray, only on the Blaze Radio Network. Gray returns on the Blaze Radio Network. Oh, that means it's time for chewing the fat with Jeffy. Another great day. Just a uh, slight uh, comment on what you were talking about uh, prior to uh, chewing the fat. Uh, Dolly Parton has got a great doctor, and she looks right. Uh, she does. She looks wonderful. Yeah, she does. She she's looks done, good. A, done a good job. You know, because sometimes when you've had that amount of work, and oh. she, she admits to a lot of work. Of course. She, she says her. she'll do absolutely anything to stay young looking. And I don't blame her. Um, and so well, sometimes you start to look freaky. Most people after I, that. I believe my personal opinion is that about the third time you're on your way to clown face. Yeah. Because the first time, yeah. the first time is like, oh, that was good. You know, mm-hmm. that looks good. The chin's tucked up, or the eyes are cut, and this, mm-hmm. and you think, "Oh, that was so good! I can do this." I second can get one even again. better. I can yeah. look twenty I can instead make the of eyes forty. Again. So you get the second one, and you go, "That's well, not quite what I wanted, mm-hmm. but it's okay." So maybe mm-hmm. if I just tuck the ears and back, maybe I can a get little, fuller lips too, and that'll make and me. And then look. I just shoot out. And, and the next thing you know, cloud like, face. Yeah, it's cloud. Your cloud face. face. Yeah, so you're about three cuts away from cloud face. Yeah. Either that, or you start meowing like a cat. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she, uh, I believe, claimed that uh, she has not had any surgery. Did she there, know? Uh, Keith the, Mellon, the cat so, woman. Yes, hmm. uh, that's just a natural look for her. Uh huh. Yeah, well, that's what she claimed. Okay. <laughs> but Dolly has found somebody that's really yes, good. Absolutely. She doesn't look bad at all. No, at seventy-two she years old, man. She no, looks. I don't know, forty-five. And, and good for her on 40? fighting back against ABC too. Take that. I know. Just shut up. I love that. 
I'm here to promote my movie. I've got some that. music to do. I've Plus, made a fortune. country fans who buy her music, they don't want her bashing no. Trump. And, they, and, and hey, she's done, and she's a great uh, philanthropist. Yeah. I mean, she's done great yeah. things in her private life to help See, people. Her so, net worth. I mean, her net worth when when they did this story about the ABC thing, they uh, estimated her net worth at five hundred million, half a billion I dollars. I would have bet a little bit more probably, but I mean that's still uh, that's not bad. a lot. It's not bad. That's a lot. I mean, she's got Dollywood. Do, is that still open? I don't even yeah, know. I believe so. I don't yeah, even know. Yeah. All the hits she had probably okay. still gets residuals and, and, on. Oh yeah, and she there's a lot of the hits Movies. that she wrote that were not even her hits. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, big time. Um, and films. She so. wrote the Whitney Houston song, right? Yeah. I will always love you. Yeah, she wrote that. I didn't realize that, that there was it. a nine to five musical happening. I want she, <laughs> she might have a cut of that too. She might. I mean, good for her. I she love might. her. So and here's another cool fact about her: she and her husband, who's you know not a uh, not a star at all. He's not an entertainment guy. They met when uh, he was 21, she was 18. They've been married for over 50 years. Happily married for well over 50 years. Carl Dean. It's pretty cool. 1966. Isn't that amazing? Married. I've heard That's that really she tried cool. to get away a couple times, but uh, she hid behind a tree and the hubby found her. <laughs> uh, so. Welcome to junior high, ladies and gentlemen. So, I mean, if you'd like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just, when you think about that today, think about how could thinking Dolly Parton hide behind a tree and be found. <laughs> Good stuff right there. Okay. <laughs> All right, so what do you have? All right, so sad news. Sad, sad, sad news. I don't like to I don't like to begin with sad news, but but you're doing we it. We have to. But you're doing it. Thad Cochran is leaving us. Darn it. Thad Cochran. Well, these Thad, Thad Cochran, Cochran should have left us a long time uh, the, ago. The great senator from Mississippi. Uh, uh, he should, he's the, leaving uh, for health issues. Yeah, I have bet the farm he animals is. in Mississippi run for the he's, hills. Uh, yeah. He's turning 80. Did he say what he health issues? In December. No, he did not. You know, but those health issues have been he's been struggling with for a long a time. Long time. I'm, uh, I'm wondering if he's one that the pharmacist was talking about. Uh, probably. And he could have Alzheimer's been, medication. And I'm sure he's one of them, right? Because remember when he was running the last time, there were a number of times when he was out of it. Yeah. He had no idea where he was. And he still won. Mm-hmm. Yes, he did. <laughs> still, well, they still backed him and yep. talked, made sure that he was... You know, hand walk down the aisle mm-hmm. uh, to look good for everyone, mm-hmm. uh, and it's finally too much for them, right? He's finally too far gone. I mean, that's sad, actually. It is. I do mean that that it's sad that it he's is. struggling with these struggles. But mm-hmm. on the other hand, why did we have to pay for it uh, for all these years? Yeah, I mean, let's come on now. We got to figure that out because we can't allow people to have Alzheimer's while they're in the U.S. Senate. I mean, that's you know? good. and I don't, right. I don't know for a fact that's what he has. But no, but he's, uh, once that happens to a person, it's got to be known, and and they they got to retire, right? You can't you can't have somebody who's not there in the office. Well, the problem is you don't know when they're there or when they're not, right? I mean, that's, well, people cover up for them. That's got to stop, right? right. It's got to stop. People have covered up for the people in Congress for forever. a long time. I mean, yes, we've we've the story of Woodrow yeah. Wilson. Oh my uh, you know, gosh! Who was in a coma for two years? <laughs> right, and he was going to run again. Uh huh. <laughs> so they marched into the White House and told the wife, uh, "No, no. <laughs> thank goodness. No, you're not. Thank goodness. I know." But I mean, you just—I remember Man. hearing that story for the first time, and you think, "How could right. they do that?" I know. It's like this. It's That's like it's like the movie Dave. I mean, that actually happened under Woodrow <laughs> right. Wilson. Except it wasn't a lookalike. It was his wife that ran things. She would just, she would literally prop him up in the Oval Office and, and they'd come in and she'd help him say things. Right, dear? 
Yes. Uh, Woodrow. Okay, what's that, honey? And she bent yeah. down like he's whispering it to her. And then I mean, she tells him. It's not funny. It's not funny. It's frightening. It's criminal is you, what it you is. You can't it's believe that happened in the I United know. States of America. But it did. As I said, now they, the story was that she would hold his hand and sign bills and stuff. But, uh-huh. you know, in the privacy of the bedroom when Woodrow's combing out, she's just signing. Yeah, of course. Come on, there's no hand holding. Yeah, we're not we're, that that pretense is over in the closed bedroom. And and frankly, I didn't want Woodrow signing him <laughs> on his own power. <laughs> Let alone his wife doing it for him. No good option. We didn't there. vote the wife no in, good I, but the, but we didn't vote the wife into office. That's true. So Very I mean, true. <laughs> so sad. And uh, Megan Barry finally gave up today. Uh, the mayor of Nashville finally turned in, quit, resigned, uh, pled guilty in court. Remember, she's been struggling for a good couple of months now uh, with her affair with her security detail. Oh, and, really? And, oh, yeah. That, I have been following that. That news came out. Mm-hmm. And she came out and said, uh, you know, hey, the city, uh, look, uh, she admitted to the affair. Um, she said, I know God will forgive me, but, uh, you know, I know that Nashville doesn't have to. <laughs> and they didn't. Uh, well, they can forgive her, but they don't have to put her back in the mayor's office. Right. Well, we forgive well, she, you. Now get out. Yeah, they they finally kicked her out. Go I mean, your she way. She was going to stay her own way. She said she talked to her family, and uh-huh. you know there was nothing. The only thing that was wrong with the the situation was that she was having an affair, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, now we're talking about she's agreed to three years probation, pay restitution to the city after pleading guilty to the charge, the felony charge. I mean, of all kinds of uh, uh, of. In proprieties, like um, you know, all the overtime that uh, her security detail was working when he was really just overtiming with her, mm. and uh, they went on all the <laughs> she she was the only he was the only one that went with their places to trips, charged all kinds of overtime. It was big time dollars. You know, she's she's got three years probation. I think she has to pay uh, what's the final restitution? It's sixty eight seventy thousand dollars, something like that, and he's got to pay some more money to the city. Um, they got to pay back 11000 just for the probation. So, goodbye. Anyway, Nashville mayor, have a nice day. Mm-hmm. It's too bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was, she, for, you know, I guess for a Democrat, she was still a pretty good mayor for the city of Nashville. She was doing kind of good things. But uh, she got hooked up with the security guy, and that was the downfall forever. Uh, it's too bad. Greatest quote ever, Jeffy. She was overtiming with him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, she was. That was the overtime, man. And there were there was footage. I mean, they went after her hard, and there was footage of them meeting in the morning uh, at the cemetery where she went to, you know, pay her respects to someone she knew there. Wow! Uh, in the morning, that's where she had to go and pay her respects every morning about seven. And that's where and they left met. About, left about seven forty-five for the morning quickie, and then off to work we go. It's kind of creepy. At the cemetery? Well, I mean, we're, uh, nobody's there. <laughs> that's really, that's creepy. It's quiet, though. It's creepy. I'll bet it <laughs> anyway. <laughs> uh, a man dressed as a woman walks into a bank, gives the teller a note that says, I want cash, and then leaves. Uh, you're doing it wrong. <laughs> uh, if you walk into a bank and uh, say you want the money, you're supposed to stick around for the money. Dressed as, a, dressed as a woman, the FBI continuing their efforts to identify the man. Uh, here's his picture, what he looks like. They said, if you know him, you know, he's, uh, we think he's tried to, we th- but think that he's actually robbed another bank uh, about uh, in September. But we're not sure. 
Uh, he handed the. I, I find it funny that uh, you know why go into the bank, hand over the note, and say I want your cash, and then what do you get a little jittery and you think this doesn't feel right. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean you're already there. Yeah. Let's get let's get a little bit of cash anyway. Uh-huh. Give me a stack. <laughs> Give me a stack without the without the ink without the ink blow up pad and uh, let me walk out of here. But uh, congratulations to him. I don't know that if you walk into a bank. Now, he obviously they think he robbed another one. But if you walked into a bank and handed the teller a note that didn't mean harm. Mm-hmm. You know, they didn't say, hey, I'm going to shoot you if you don't give me cash. You mm-hmm. just said, hey, I'm here to rob the bank. Give me cash. Mm-hmm. And then you get a little jittery. Dress doesn't fit right. You've got the bra on wrong because you're a guy. I think they get you unattempted. Just Yeah, I mean, but that's not very long for that, right? No, I don't know. Probably not. You can probably no. walk out of there with Five years. Yeah. Maybe three years. Three for good good conduct. That seems even long. All right. So you buy a new house in Arizona. Well, are we talking white privilege or are we talking about a minority? (laughs) What are we talking here? If we're talking minority, then it's probably more like 20. Ten years. (laughs) Ten years of probation, we'll think about it 12. Uh huh. Yeah. That's a good point. White privilege, probation. (laughs) First offense. Yeah. (laughs) He really wasn't the guy that robbed the bank earlier. Uh, in uh, Paradise Valley, Arizona, Linda Fine says, oh, this house is beautiful. It's four bedrooms, 4,172 square feet. It's got 1.3 acre lot, 1.8 million. I'll give you 1.8 million for it. Right. What are the dimensions again? Okay, you got. Uh, you and got, where is this? You got a four bedroom. Four bedroom. A little over 4,000 square foot home. 4,000 square feet. 1.3 acre lot in Paradise Valley, Arizona. Okay. 1.8 million. All right. Yeah. Hmm? You know, she's decided not to take it now because uh, she found out that the property had been utilized as the set of Wifey's World, a porn site founded in 1998 and operated by a couple <laughs> named Kevin and Sandra Otterson, the owners of the home. Uh, what do you th- why not take that? I mean, you offer a cheaper price, right? Yeah, I guess. Right? I guess. I don't want the place either. Well, I mean, at the, the, I don't want it. <laughs> she was told that the previous owners were in the entertainment industry. <laughs> Well, is that a lie? No. No, it is not. Probably kept you entertained a lot. And why not make a better offer? Mm-hmm. Right? I mean, I mean, okay, now she was saying that, uh, you know, well, I don't want to have my Thanksgiving dinner on the counter. <laughs> That's thing important. Uh, you know, clean it. You could have the place professionally clean. Yeah, we'll hose it down. And it'd probably it'd be, okay. be, it'd be fine. Yes. You know. I thought that was going to be a story about another outrageously expensive, dumpy little place. Did you see that? That little tiny, little tiny house, eight hundred and twenty-eight square feet in Sunnyvale, California. What do they want for it? Like eight hundred thousand million, Ooh, even more than I dollars anticipated. Two million. That can't be true, can it? It is true. It's, I believe, it's a one-bedroom place and eight hundred and twenty-eight square feet. Two million dollars. Yeah, it's that crazy. Just I mean, ridiculous. That's... You don't believe me? Yeah. You no, I believe you. you. I just you doubt me. I just find. <laughs> I find I do find the story hard to believe. I believe that you okay. th- are telling me the truth. I in fact am. <laughs> I don't think you have a I reason. I love when you guys fight. It's fun. I, I don't think you have a reason to lie to me about the story that you read. That I doesn't really don't. it doesn't necessarily make it true. Uh, okay. Um, <laughs> here it is. Sunnyvale home shatters record with enormous price tag. You got to look. I mean, look at this place. I, I don't know if I can show it on the air, but but look at that thing. 
That's a two million dollar oh, house. A, well, first no. of all, I'm but sick of enough with, enough with the buy BYU logo. Okay, oh. we're tired of that. So, did you right. ever see it at all? Let yeah. me down. Yes, I did get a look at it's it. It's like a ranch it house. Look, and... Yeah, it did not look like uh, nothing. I, I thought the way you had explained it, I was expecting to look like a, a shipping container, but it did. I, Eight hundred and twenty-eight square feet is not a shipping container. Well, I mean, you know, but it's not a two million dollar home. Either. Sorry, Mister Trump. Uh, you know we're. <laughs> Location, 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 Pat. <laughs> Seriously, it's it does eight hundred square feet. Now that probably doesn't count the garage. So you're getting a, you're getting a little bit bigger than that with the garage. Okay, it's two bed, one bath, eight hundred forty eight square feet. Mm. I I shorted it by twenty square feet. Two bedroom, two bed, one bath. Okay, in Sunnyvale, those bedrooms are small. You know they are. Whew. It wasn't even on the market for. It was on the market for I believe two days. Wow. And they were only asking $1,450,000 for they took it. Two. Somebody gave them $2 million for it. So, because right, that's how location, hot the real location, estate right? is. And I mean, they're going to tear it down and build a new one. My gosh. That's right. I mean, that's, what, that's what's going to happen. Probably. Most of those places, they Probably. spend that money and they tear it down and build a new one that's worth, you know, another $10 million, I mean, which is, is sends the prices through the roof around the rest of the neighborhoods. It's, it's unbelievable. It's that's, crazy it, that you would is. spend two two million dollars in Texas. Well, I'm not even going to say it because I don't want I don't want Californians coming here. Well, they're already unless, here, bro. I saw, unless you're conservative, then you can come, bro. They're already here. Yeah, uh, I know this weekend. Are. I know this weekend out and about. I saw at least half a dozen California plates. Yeah, and I mean, I wanted to stop everyone and oh, say, they came to vote. You're just visiting, right? You're right. <laughs> Go home. We, you're just visiting, right? If not, go home. Go I mean, home. Uh, because in two million dollars here will get you. Yeah, you have a nice spread. Ten thousand I mean, square feet. Heck of a lot nicer than that. I mean, in California, this is eight hundred forty-eight square feet. Right. You could probably get ten thousand here for two, for two million dollars. Certainly eighty-five hundred. Certainly eighty-five hundred. Maybe absolutely. nine thousand. But for sure, eighty-five hundred square absolutely. feet. Absolutely, and that's not counting the garage. I mean, no. you, I mean, they're not. And I'm just I, saying. I mean, that's a beautiful place right. with, a, with a pool. Oh my gosh! With a, a media room. Yes. With all of the trimmings yes. that you expect in a two million dollar house. Yes. This thing. I mean, Ooh. look at the kitchen. It's unbelievable. It looks like you know the kitchen I grew up in. Right. I mean, that's I was actually that's the size of the house that I grew. Yeah. Up in. Mine was I think twelve hundred square feet. Oh, we were as loud as twelve hundred square feet. To have twelve hundred, man. Yeah. I mean, I was probably about the eight hundred when I mean, we were kids, man. You know, we were pretty poor. Yeah. My Welcome parents to it. with three jobs between them made twenty eight thousand dollars their peak year. Welcome to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, but that's the beauty of America. You know, we have opportunity. I know here. I've gone up to 900 square feet now, so I mean, yeah, I'm moving so you're up. Doing, you're doing really well. And that's not counting the garage. And you moved up to the east side. <laughs> not to the deluxe apartment in the sky, but yeah. still. Yeah, I know. One last still. A couple things. I know we're up against the clock, but I just want to. There's all kinds of tweets going on, and they're showing the Brazilian trade unionists protesting outside the U.S. consulate. In Sao, in Sao Paulo okay. against uh, Trump's proposed tariffs on steel. Oh, good gosh. It makes me kind of be for the tariffs. <laughs> when I see the Brazilians protesting, yeah, I want to say, right? good. I know, me too. Although it's not good. I know, but it's, it's not good. I, I know, but I mean, look, he told us he was going to do it. Yeah, he did. Right? I mean, this is part of his campaign promises, so he's come mm-hmm. pulling through on that again. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how you get around it. Well, uh, you don't. You don't, because if you oppose him, nobody in Congress will, because they know what happens to him. So right. they're not going to oppose him, and he'll just push him through if that's right. what he wants. And to he do. shows and he shows pictures of them protesting in Brazil and says, 
good. Yeah, absolutely. All right, uh, CosmoHurtsKids.com. It's uh, a mission that Victoria Hearst really strongly believes in. Uh, her family's company, the Hearst Corporation, is even the publisher of Cosmo magazine. But uh, she believes Cosmo contains pornography, which is harmful to kids. Now, she doesn't want to censor the magazine. She's not trying to take their free speech away from them. They can still carry the articles uh, that tell you the hot sex skills. You know, the one-night stands, have a fling with a fun new hair color, then rinse it away. Well, I was, I was, as I was in the store That's shopping great. last night, That's great. Uh, in line last night, I snapped a couple <clears throat> of pics, had some people staring at me. Okay. Uh, snapped them at the latest Cosmo. Mm. Uh, heat up sex, sizzling foreplay techniques. Oh. Warm toys for your hot spots. Oh, good golly. So these are the, and these are right. I these mean, are the articles that your twelve, these are 13, the articles fourteen year olds are going to love. I also took, love them. I also took a pic of where the magazine is, mm. and I mean, Oprah is right next to this. Uh, HGTV, wow. Landscape Solutions, Time. I mean, it's right I'm in the middle you, of all of it. It's she's right. She is right. She's absolutely right. Uh, and it's not the goal to to run them out of business. It's the goal. The goal is to have material harmful to minor laws be applied in every state to Cosmo. So then you can't sell it to kids under 18. That's all. I mean, it's totally reasonable. Just keep it out of the hands of kids who are under 18. Don't allow them to buy it. If you believe in that too, visit CosmoHurtsKids.com. That's CosmoHurtsKids.com. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Unleashed. Uh, it's primary day in Texas, and I mean, some people have spent serious money to get local, to get local offices. Well, statewide offices, like a, a state senate seat for ten million dollars. Yeah, and we looked up the the salary of that seat. Is yeah, what do they make? Seven thousand two hundred dollars a year. <laughs> You'd have to be in that position. For about ninety years like to that, make back the ten million. Dad Cochran would be a good example of someone wow. that would make up that money. Wow, Oof. that's un- unbelievable. That is saying something. I mean, people will tell you though. Well, it's not about the money. That's not what it, they're, they're. They want to make a difference. Let's hope it's that. Because mm-hmm. geez, ten million to get a Texas Senate seat, not a U.S. Senate seat, mm. a Texas Senate seat. Uh, in in Russia, there's a big election coming up, and they are claiming that we're we're interfering with it. Uh huh. Okay, <laughs> that's awesome. They're just it's a little payback from the Russians. But Vladimir Putin is running against, I believe, seven people. And we mentioned yesterday, Ksenia Sobchak, who is a, a Russian TV personality. Yeah, <clears throat> she attends the Russian opposition party, uh, Civil Initiatives Congress. Now, I don't know, it's really hard to decipher these political parties in mm-hmm. Russia. Like, are they communist, or are they just socialist, or are they something else? Mm. Pavel Grudenin, uh, another guy running against him oh, in oh, the upcoming. Oh, he's in second. Mm-hmm. And he's... Pavel Grudenin, the Communist Party candidate? Nominated by the Russian Communist Party. Yeah, so um, do, you, uh, do you want me to spoiler alert latest polls? Yeah. Just found them. Okay, because 
is this really tight? This is, no. is it a tight race? Because Vladimir, I, I, you know, <laughs> he's looking behind him at seven candidates, including yeah. okay. Pavel Grudenin, yeah. who was nominated by the Russian Communist Party. So Pavel is mm-hmm. in second place Okay, at 7%. Oh, okay. Well, okay. the others are less than that. That'd be less than that. <laughs> um, uh, Vladimir Putin is at uh, 69%. Okay. So 69 so he's to got 7. Solid support. That is in a Russia. tight rate. Man, that's coming down to the wire. He's there. got solid support. Ooh, how's this one going to end? How is this one going to end? <laughs> it's another nail biter in Russia. <laughs> they used to have these nail biters in Iraq yeah, all the right, time. Right. Saddam Hussein. Right. Is he going to get 98% or just 97.9? And then when he got the 97%, we were like, wow, that was a nail-biter. That was close. That didn't end until five minutes after it started. (laughs) Wow. Uh, Vladimir Zhirinovsky is also running. But keep in mind, he's under 7%. So is it even worth talking about these people? (laughs) You got to say their names. He's ultra-nationalist. Liberal Democratic Party. What does that mean in Russia, though? I don't even know. It's probably conservative for them. It probably oh, is. Oh, there's Grigory Yavlinsky, Boris Titov, Sergei, Sergei Babarin, mm-hmm. and Maxime Surakin. <laughs> None of them are going to win. Good luck, kids. Pretty much take that one to the bank. 888 <laughs> Only on the Blaze Radio Network. Here I am on the Blaze Radio Network, and I am really excited that you're here as well. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three on this primary day in Texas. If you're in Texas, make sure you get out and vote. Uh, and if you're having a primary elsewhere, of course, the same thing applies. It's tough to get really excited in I don't know March about an election, <laughs> isn't it? <laughs> It seems like we have elections every week. I, I know in my town, it's always like, there's another another election. What? What are, we, what are we voting on this time? Jeez. Yeah, I don't want that responsibility. Are you telling to vote? me I've got to exercise my responsibility as an American <laughs> again? <laughs> oh, it's such a burden. I'd rather just uh, go protest Apple and tell them they're being too addictive with their product. Right? Mm. Right? Plus... Like in this one, uh, I've done more research on judgeships and and judges in place eight and uh, another judge in uh, district eleven mm-hmm. more than I've ever done in my life because I really you. wanted to. I really wanted to know what I was doing when I went into the polling the po- the the booth mm-hmm. the voting booth. Is sure. What I'm trying to say when I went to vote, I wanted to know. Rather than just say, okay, which one's the Republican, which which one's the Democrat? I really wanted to, because they're all Republicans in the primary. And I was reading an article yesterday as I was doing my research Mm -hmm. on one of the judges in um, an appeals court election. She's stepping down this year, and there's like three or four people trying to get her place. And she said she's stepping down because of the system. She She said exactly... 
the way it is. And it was really honest. She said, people don't know anything about these judges. Mm-hmm. They tend to vote for a name they recognize. That's what they do. Uh, they don't know anything about the judges. And so when I was elected, I realized it was totally random. They knew my name. They voted for me. And that's why I'm stepping down. I can't handle the randomness of it. Wow. Uh, wow. That's pretty interesting. Can you stay, please? Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, it was amazing. I don't want her to stay, though, because she she doesn't no. necessarily share my viewpoints on criminal justice. Gotcha. But, um, but I thought that's pretty, uh, it's admirable. Yeah. Her stance is admirable. Anyway, uh, let's go to Steve in Pennsylvania. Steve, you're on the blaze. Hi. Yeah, hey. Uh, hey. I just uh, was listening to the segment about uh, Trump and, you know, the the congressmen and senators and all that trying to make decisions on what to do with the trade. You know, I don't think it should ever be a tough decision. You should always be able to stand for what's right and what's true. And, and yeah. um, you know, what's, what's uh, really troubling to me, though, is the fact that that I have decided, I felt impressed that I need to run for U.S. Senate in Pennsylvania because um, Bob Casey's up for re-election. You know, and I went to the the Republican committee out here, the chair, and and it's all about the money. It's all about the names, and, and mm-hmm. they want you to go out and get signatures for the person they think is, is best be, uh, suited to do that, such as Lou Beretta in this case. Um, you know, but I mean, isn't it time that we we actually get someone in there that's not a politician who's actually a real conservative? I, yes. I have, you know, I'm 36 years old and I have a deep, deep love for this country. And um, unfortunately, <clears throat> I'm not uber wealthy. And it, it seems like it takes all the money in the world to get elected. And I, I think that's completely mm-hmm. contrary to what our founding fathers wanted for this country no question um and i don't know how you how you get in the door otherwise so you went to the party leadership steve and they said thanks but no thanks how about you uh get signatures for our guy is that what happened yeah exactly wow exactly what happened i mean you could Um, still do it if you wanted though right i mean if you could if you can you know and i've been i've been knocking doors and talking (laughs) to friends and family but it it is a it is a grueling process. Yeah, it's a tough road. To not have any support from the party, you know. And I mean, yeah. yeah. Prior to this, I was an independent, but you got to play the game. You got to choose one of the parties, right? Yeah. And um, and that sucks. Unfortunately, that sucks. If you don't agree with everything they stand for and and step in line, they oppose you and and actually hurt your chances. Uh, that you've so it's really I, uh, helped depress me even more today. So hmm. that's great. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't know how, how how do we how do we get through how do we how do we change things you know I mean yeah, there's some way to have a ripple in the pond I mean and mm-hmm. and and from what I see Democrats Republicans everyday people can get along we can all be different together it's the United States like you know everyone's unique but we all can unite and and and, and agree to disagree and that's okay. Don't you love his naivety, though? Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah, that's Steve, I got, so I got news for you, Steve. Oh, so nice. Um, it's, it's over, but uh, thank you for participating while you thought you had a chance in this uh, Thank you for playing our home games. Yeah, we appreciate That's it. great. Oh, Steve, I, I feel for you because uh, uh, how admirable yeah. is that, that you went to the party leadership uh-huh. and said, hey, I, I really feel like I should run. I feel compelled 
uh, I feel prompted, whatever you felt, to, to, to do this. And then they say, yeah, no, thank you. Uh, you're, not, <laughs> you're not a wealthy businessman. You're not an insider. You're not a part of the party apparatchik. Well, okay, but really, do you have to be a, like a mob boss in order to run for office now? Uh, it's yes. pathetic. It's pathetic. Thanks, Steve. Appreciate the call. Uh, and it's disheartening. That a good guy like that, who obviously loves the country, obviously wants to do something and was willing to do something. How many of us are? How many of us see all the things going wrong and think, yeah, when is somebody going to come around that can change this? Mm -hmm. No, he takes it into his own hands and thinks, I I can do something. And then you go to the party leadership and you say, hey, I'm going to run. They're like, yeah, no, you're not. I mean, you can run, but we're not going to help you because we don't know who you are. You're not a super wealthy guy. Uh, it would take too long to get your name recognition. We're not going to bother. And you haven't been playing our game? Yeah, we already got this guy over so. here who is already well-versed in everything we want him to do. We don't even know that we could necessarily control you. So forget about it. Beat it. Scram, kid. You bother me. It's cute and stuff. You know, again, your little naivety. That's It's really cute and adorable. <laughs> but beat it. <laughs> that is un-American. Yeah. It's un-American. That's the Russian system, right? Where we all know in advance, Vladimir Putin is going to win the election. We know that for a fact. Well, I mean, come on. Pavel's only... He's only 62, 62 points behind. 62 points behind. But I mean, you know, it's close. And if he gets any closer, he'll be killed. Margin so, of error. But, you know, I, I mean... <laughs> if he gets double digits, there's a hit out on him. <laughs> no kidding. That's... A, Putin does that. Mm-hmm. You can't put that past him. He does kill his enemies. He's done it multiple times. What was this stuff that he he poisoned? The, he had the uh, he had the new KGB, whatever they're called. I, for, I forget their letters now. Yeah. But he had the he, the new KGB poison that guy. Uh, the Ukrainian uh, yeah. leader. The Ukrainian leader, and there something? and there was another guy who actually died yep. from it. And um, now there's a British spy who's sick. Jeez. <clears throat> what is? Yeah, I know what's happening. Never mind. Rhetorical. Yeah. What is happening? Uh, Russia mm-hmm. is happening. He's he loved the old days. He's he's a fan of the Soviet Union, and he'd love to bring back. He wants nothing more than to bring back the Soviet Union. And when he's in office for life, it's already been since 1999. We're going on 20 years now. <clears throat> so he's just going to keep going and gaining more power. Who's going to stop him from taking over the Ukraine? Are we? I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. It's a dangerous proposition. Yeah. Anyway, 888 Happy thoughts. Yeah. Brought to you by Pat Gray Unleashed mm-hmm. on the uh-huh. Blaze Radio Network. You can tweet us too at uh, Pat Unleashed. Uh, Radine Marie C. says, Phew, thanks for the list of Trump wins. Needed to remember. I needed to remember that. Nikki Haley, Israel, Supreme Court. Would have even been enough. Good to hear when other things, uh, like tariffs, make you want to scream. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it really is. And he's done some things. He's had a bad week or so. Uh, the last seven days with Donald Trump have not been good. Not good. This is what I thought we'd have the whole time. Yeah. And we haven't, fortunately. You know, to his credit, we haven't had that. Uh, but this has been a heavy dose of what I thought we'd get. Uh, snarky Steve Cannon says, come on, Pat. We all know the Dems get the early vote because GOPers are still at work. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Nice. Yeah, when you don't have a job, you got all kinds of time to get out to the polls, right? 
Also, Lost Libertarian says election predictions are as accurate as Stevie Wonder at the shooting range. See, that's a blind joke. I see what I see. Stevie, I, yeah. Stevie Wonder can't see. Really? Yeah, he's Thank you for he's been blind his whole life. Extrapolating that for us. Yeah. <clears throat> Have you seen his new house that he just bought? Neither is he. No. <laughs> you know what? I'm not laughing. Because you didn't let me set you up. And that kind of hurts, actually. You Sorry. just assumed I was going to say no. Maybe you don't yeah. know. I mean, yeah, I know. Uh, and for Mike, he says, I'd almost take a comatose politician over some of the yahoos we currently have in office, which are supposedly alert. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, can I just say I'm a little disappointed? I mean, I appreciate people um, tweeting mm-hmm. at Pat Unleashed. Um, but nobody here used the hashtag, put that in your pipe. And, uh, you know, I'm just, uh, again, it's going to be a, a little, touchy feely uh, Keith day. Yeah. Okay. I'm a little sensitive a little right sensitive now. sensitive about Here's it. the hashtag, put <clears throat> that in your pipe. Uh, also <laughs> Google has quite a splash today or a super colorful, uh, Google <laughs> doodle. It, it, it's fascinating to me because <laughs> the things he doodles about are like, who yeah. What is this? It's ridiculous. What What are you all excited about today? Today it's Gabriel Jose de la Concordia Garcia Marquez. Very nice. Is he from Managua? Managua, Nicaragua. Perhaps. I don't know. Hmm. He's from, uh, no, he's from Colombia. I'm sorry, he's from where? Colombia. Thank you. Uh, hmm. He was a Colombian novelist, short story writer, screenwriter, and journalist oh, known good. affectionately as... Gabo or Gabito throughout oh. Latin America. You know this guy? Don't uh, You're acting like you don't know this cat. Uh, he died in uh, 2014. Oh, okay. And, uh, uh, but Google is celebrating him today. Yeah. Gabriel. You know, they, they might not even notice mm-hmm. it's Christmas or Easter yeah. or Veterans Day. Right. But today. Minor holidays. Gabriel Jose de la Cangoria Garcia Marquez. Yes. They've noticed in a, in a big way. Pat, you know what else they didn't notice today? What? That 106 years ago today, uh, the Oreo was invented. You're telling me that wouldn't have made a good Google Doodle? Right? Come on now. Come on. Oh, I'm going to celebrate it on my own. Thank you very much. Are those own. just the regular stuff? That's double stuff. You kidding me? I don't do the little thin whatevers. Mm. Maybe I'll do one. Yeah, you will. Maybe I'll do one. I don't know who invented them, though, but uh, maybe Mr. Nabisco. I don't really care who invented them. Right, but... uh... Uh, 888-933-93. Hey, do you remember when schools were built to teach kids? Uh, Do you have any recollection of that? No. Apparently, I'm told that there was a time when schools taught our children how to read, write, and arithmetic. That's a legend. That's a myth. I, I, it seems like it now because now they're just social justice indoctrination laboratories, which is why my wife and I homeschooled for 23 years. And then by the end of it, she was kind of weary. <laughs> <laughs> and so our kids, uh, our last two kids, we put into a, uh, a school online. And I wish I had known at the time about Freedom Project Academy. With their classical approach, which I love, classical is the classical education is the way to go. It's the way Thomas Jefferson learned. It's the way Ben Franklin learned. And it's the perfect fit for families fed up with the never-ending agenda pushed on us in the classrooms across the country. FPA, Freedom Project Academy's accredited Judeo-Christian online school, is for kindergarten all the way through high school. <clears throat> Takes care of all your kids. 
We're talking about an, an incredible interactive education where your students attend live classes every day with teachers and fellow classmates from the uh, from across the country. And it's all online. Super convenient and a really good education. They don't accept a penny of government funding, so they can stay committed to teaching students how to think, not what to think. You can enroll your student full-time or Start with a single class, completely up to you. Go to freedomforschool.com and request your free information packet from Freedom Project Academy. Enrollment ends in July, but classes fill up really fast. So if you're interested, go to freedomforschool.com. That's freedomforschool.com. This is Pat Gray, the Blaze Radio Network. Sorry, got a little anxious there. A little ahead of myself. Or eager. Premature talkalation. I wasn't supposed to talk yet, and I did. So what are you going to do? <laughs> anyway, Florida State Senate just passed a gun control bill. Congratulations. <laughs> We've got to do, do something. something. Just do something, they man. They did something, finally. They okay. did something. We've got to. Mm-hmm. We've got to do something. Something. And they just did. Just do it. They did. That's oh. what I'm telling you. Well, the Senate did. Yeah, the Senate, the Florida Senate. Mm-hmm. They did something. Okay. Thank you, Florida Senate, for doing <laughs> something. Let's see. I'm trying to find out the details, though, because... Well, there's something. They took down the story, but it was uh, it was by a 20 to 18 vote, so yeah. it was really close. So, yeah, what and it, I'm not sure what it did. Yeah, it's going to raise uh, age restrictions, I think, from 18 to 20. Oh, is it 18 to 20? On the purchase 20? of all firearms within <clears throat> the state of Florida. All firearms. Mm-hmm. Including it's, handguns. Yeah, it says all firearms, yep. Not just AR-15s. Not just the AR-15. But the AR-15s are the scary ones, the weapons of war. Yep. The, the ones that are made only to kill. Mm-hmm. Now you're saying also handguns. And so, so now mm. if you are a young woman out on your own at the age of 19, uh-huh. um, you're, you're out of luck as far as uh, arming mm. yourself. It bans the purchase and possession of bump stocks. Which Trump was going to do on a federal level anyway. Well, yeah, he's, gonna, he's going to do that with the... He's got mm-hmm. a pen mm-hmm. and a phone. And a phone. And there was another president who said that, too. And, rings a bell. And it wasn't good at that time, but now it's good. It Th- turned into something good. There will now be a three-day waiting period to buy any gun. Oh, is that in Florida? Florida? Including rifles and shotguns. Well, that's if the House... And this is all if it passes the House it, as well. Yeah, yep. And the governor signs it. Uh, the package but also provides... It. Governor signs. Yep. That's what happens. Um, I'm just a bill, Pat. Uh, $400 million for mental health services, including mobile crisis teams and school safety programs such as All metal right. detectors, bulletproof glass, <clears throat> and school resource officers who apparently hmm. don't enter bill. Oh, never mind. Uh, so there you go. Now we need to uh, get this through the House before it uh, makes its way to the governor. It's time to do something. Mm-hmm. It's time. You know, the Senate did something. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for the House to do something. And they're going to. I'll bet you they do it because you've got those kids right there in your backyard uh, and they're pounding. They're pounding on them. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. I misspoke when I said 18, raises the age from 18 to 20. Is it 21? I, I was thinking of the vote in my head. It's 21. Yes, sorry. Yeah, so so. It, they didn't even compromise. Mm-hmm. It, it, it is 21. 21. Why stop at 21? Why not go to, I don't know, 40? 90. You can't, you can't buy it. Mm-hmm. You can't buy a firearm until you've really matured and you've become like a great, great grandparent. So you've got to be 80 or 85, <laughs> somewhere in there before you could buy a gun. Don't tempt them. And then, and then, and you probably won't even be able to pick it up, you know? And instead, you'll be on your walker. Maybe you could use your gun as mm. a cane, but don't keep it loaded because that could be really dangerous. So at what age would you trust uh, an individual to um, get behind the wheel of a uh, two-ton vehicle? Um, 35, 16 or 35, 35. Okay. Just, I have kids keep in mind. Hmm. So I'm sticking to 35. <laughs> you know what? We just had one of our cars totaled. Of course it wasn't her fault. Uh huh. It was the other person, Yeah. but still, you know, totaled and it's gone now. It went to vehicle heaven or they took it somewhere. I don't, I don't maybe be. it wound up in a junkyard. I Taking this hard. Are you okay? You're going to be all right. No, I'm not really. Actually, I was really bummed to see that car go. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. Let's go to Jim in Pennsylvania. Uh, member of the GOP in Pennsylvania, yes, Jim. I, yes, I am. Like the hierarchy of GOP, or what? I'm not. I'm not. Well, the Pennsylvania, the Republican Party of Pennsylvania, aka uh, Republican State Committee. And there's like three hundred and fifty slots. Uh, each county has representation based on the number of registered Republican voters. Okay. Um, I am not part of the leadership by any stretch of the imagination, but I know who they are. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just wanted to confirm what Steve had said. Because I worked on a statewide... I do not know Steve. I don't remember... If he went to the leadership, I know... I do not remember him coming to what they call the caucuses. Yeah. You know, this, this, the states divided up into, into caucuses, and mm-hmm. at the beginning of an election year, before the primary, they come to the Central Caucus. I'm in central Pennsylvania, and uh, they have a Central Caucus conference, mm-hmm. and they'll go from conf- you know, caucus to caucus having these conferences where a prospective candidate, a candidate wannabe, does a spiel. All right. And uh, one of the things they ask is how much money you can raise. So they do ask that question at the caucus level. But I know if you go see the chairman, that's the first question he will ask you. And I know that not because it's happened to me, but because I worked on a statewide, you know, I worked on a U.S. Senate campaign throughout 2011, you know, leading up to the 2012 election. Yeah. And the candidate I helped said, yeah, I went to see so-and-so and. And the first thing they ask is, how much money can you raise? It's all about money, right? It's all about money and name recognition. Well, name recognition is very important. And that, Uh you know, that leads me to, well, let me, I want to finish the point with the, uh, the committee part. Uh, The committee generally votes for a pre-primary endorsement. Now I, I, as a general rule, oppose that. There are exceptions. Mm -hmm. But I, as a general rule, oppose the uh, the pre-primary endorsement because the, the idea is they don't want anyone else to run. They want the endorsed candidate. Oh yeah. Right. They want the other ones to bow out because they don't want this. And there's, there's, there's mixed signals coming. Some people that I know and love said, well, it doesn't stop the other ones from running. And that's true. It doesn't, but they do try to squeeze them out. What has happened in the past at the County level, the state committee would tell the County party leadership, mm-hmm. don't allow the non-endorsed candidates into your events to speak. Don't let them come there and campaign. 
Oh my I don't gosh, know if that's really? Still the case. I don't know if that's still the case. What if leadership changed? But, what uh, if for that, name recognition, Steve, I don't know what his last name is. What if he changed his last name to Trump? What if he's now Steve Trump? Hmm. Would that help? Would that would that create a little doubt in the minds of the party leadership? Well, maybe this guy can run. Right. I mean, if, if there actually Trump. is a Steve Trump somewhere that he could be mixed <laughs> up with, then certainly that would be the case. But, you know, we've, you know, we've got Bob Casey Jr. here. Oh, well, then. Well, but you don't have Bob said. Trump. Well, but, I mean, and and I'll tell you what happened in 2012. We've heard this from people on the people voted for Bob Casey Jr. in 2006 when when he beat Rick Santorum. People voted for him. Mm. I didn't talk to these people personally, but there were people that voted for him and said, "Oh, he was a great governor." No, he's dead. You voted for a dead man, you moron. <laughs> and that happened. That happened. Oh my so, gosh, that's unbelievable. So that, and and he and yet and Bob it's not Casey Jr. is not Bob Casey Jr. is Jeez. not his father's son. He you know he's, he claims to be pro life, but yeah. he's done so many pro choice things. It's ridiculous. Guy's not conservative. But but bringing it back to the name recognition, and this is one one ex, the exception mm-hmm. to the pre primary endorsement rule. Donald Trump recruited Lou Barletta to run for U.S. Senate. So he's got and the Trump remember, endorsement. So that's over. He's got right. The, well, he's got the Trump endorsement, but he also has the name recognition. If you remember several years back, before before Lou Barletta was congressman, he was the mayor of Hazleton who got sued for, for dealing with the uh, uh, illegal, illegal aliens. Yes. <laughs> that was so, him? That was him. I loved that bold move. <laughs> I know. Yes. Hazleton, yeah, Pennsylvania was where this whole thing kind of began. It's because exactly they were now the template for the rest of the country to say, look, if you just enforce the laws you already have, then people will start to self-deport. And eventually this will take care of itself. Hazleton, Pennsylvania were- proved that. Yeah, and 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 Lou Barletta because oh, of that he does have I'd he has about that. that he is the level of name recognition that it's going to take to beat little Bobby Casey Jr. who's getting votes for his dad. You know, it's, it's yeah. It's, so Barletta has is. a chance. He's got a shot. I think I think Barletta has a great chance. He, there's hmm. already been some polling. Nice. There's already been some polling. Barletta is winning against Bob Casey in Casey's hometown of Scranton, Pennsylvania. Blue wow. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Wow. Appreciate it. Thanks, Jim. Interesting. 888 And again, if you're in Texas today, make sure you get out and vote. Oh, Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted. Okay. Sounding sick Cruz. I, a tickle in my throat. I don't know what that is. Pat Gray. The Blaze Radio Network. Triple eight nine hundred thirty-three ninety-three. Oh, hey, some really good news for everybody. Okay. Oh, um, oh I need good news. Yeah. Please, please, please. And please, you're please. gonna love this. Okay. There are gonna be celebrations okay. all over the nation. Yes. If you don't already know, okay. And that's silly because okay. you probably do. But maybe not. But the BYU Cougars won their semifinal matchup in the WCC tourney last night. Uh, <laughs> right? How psyched are you? Eighty-five seventy-two over St. Mary's. Twentieth ranked St. Mary's out. 
BYU's in the championship game tonight it's against great. Gonzaga. It's great news, Pat. Thank you for great sharing news? that with the rest I, I of the class. I knew that would that'd boost your day just it a little sure, bit. Sure Happy did. to do that for you. Okay, so <laughs> got that going for us. Uh, they got to they got to win the tournament to get into the NCAA's. Mm-hmm. Okay, at, at twenty four and nine. Wow, they got to win the tournament. How are they get not in. in yet? Yeah, because they've got some crappy losses to stupid teams. Oh. Nebraska's on the bubble. You are they really? Because they've had a good year too, right? Yeah, they're going to finish uh, fifth place in the. Uh, Big Ten out of you know sixteen. Didn't they, they beat Michigan once during the year. They did, and then they got eliminated <clears throat> by them in the tournament. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, so now we're on the bubble okay. for a week. All right. Well, we be interesting to see what happens. Uh, it's been a it's been an amazing college basketball season. You know, it's it's a lot of fun because there's a lot of parity going right now. Mm-hmm. Anybody can beat anybody on any given night at home. You know, uh, and they have so. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Selection Sunday coming up. <clears throat> uh, is that this days. Sunday? Right? Yeah. yeah, yeah I think yeah, it yeah. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. So match Mar- Ma- March Madness about to start. Also, two NFL agents <clears throat> say the Texans, the Houston Texans, are not seeking players who kneeled for the anthem. Does that mean that they're specifically not going to sign you if you ever kneeled for the anthem? That's interesting. They may be shying away from free agents who protested during the national anthem. Oh. Wow. <laughs> there is no directive within the organization, but it is considered to be understood that as desperate as the Texans are to bring in talent, this is according to um, the sports writer, Jerome Solomon, okay. in the Houston Chronicle, yeah. the pool of potential signees and draftees will not include anyone who has participated in tr- protests or are likely to. And there you have it. Good for them. I say good. That's called a business decision right. in a free market. That's called, hey, I don't want you to ruin my business model by your stupid activity. <laughs> so if you want to do that, do it in your own time. That's fine. Not on my field. Plus, there's already been a directive, I understand, from another franchise. Was it the Dolphins? Dolphins, yeah. Miami Dolphins said nobody will kneel this year. Mm-hmm. Well, how do you know that? <laughs> uh, they're not clairvoyant. They're not psychic. They didn't ask Kreskin. I think they just told all their players, you won't be kneeling this year. We're not going to put up with that. You want to kneel, we'll trade you. I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know if they said they'll be cut if they're... Because there's got to be some sort of punishment if they do, right, in order to uh, enforce that. Free agent uh, quarterback Colin Kaepernick filed a grievance in October alleging the NFL and team owners have colluded to keep him out of the league. Whatever. They have. You know who else is involved with that? What's that? Collusion? The Russians. Whoa, 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 whoa. The Russians Russians. are now... Okay, now look, I can handle the Russians being involved in our government. That's exactly right. In our free elections. But not the NFL. You touch the NFL... Now you've gone too far. Now nukes fly if you don't stop. (laughs) But the teams all got together. Yeah. They invited uh, Putin and Mm. some Russian ministers in to talk to him about it. And they all agreed. Yet. Oh, good. I'm Colin Kaepernick. Good. Yet. Okay, now that, that I can get behind. So, yeah. Some of the good with the bad. So, there you go. <laughs> USA Today's Mike Jones reported in November that Texas owner Bob McNair was among three team owners who were on the deposition list <clears throat> as part of the grievance. McNair came under fire last October when he said the league and owners can't have the inmates running the prison. Now, of course, that was construed as racist, even though it wasn't. 
And by the way, I don't know if you're aware, mm. not all NFL players are black. So They're not? No. Oh. Okay. Most of them are, I oh. grant you. <laughs> I think it's what, 75%? 70, I don't know. 75? Something uh, like that. Huh. Um, McNair subsequently apologized, of course, said his statement was never meant to offend anyone and was not referring to our players. <laughs> then to whom was it referring, I'd like to know. Former Texans offensive tackle uh, Dwayne Brown, Houston traded him to the Seattle uh, Seahawks in the middle of the year, Told uh, said he felt abandoned by the team after he knelt during the anthem. Well, then don't kneel. Go do it some other time, some other way, on somebody else's dime. We're paying you millions of freaking dollars a year, seriously, mm-hmm. to, to play a football game. 16 games net you what? Six million dollars as an offensive tackle, seven, eight million dollars. Is it too much to ask that you don't screw up our business by kneeling and pissing off our fan base, our customers, if you will? So don't come crying to us, and yet he does. I protested during the national anthem last year, and there was no backing of my character as a man, as a leader, or as a player. Oh, no. Yeah, because you hurt the business. There was nothing said by McNair or the organization to back me at all. They kind of just sent me to the wolves. <laughs> well, maybe, you, should, you know, you should think about that. Hey, you make a decision, dude. You got to live with the consequences. That's, that's exactly right. Nobody has to back your decision to kneel during the national anthem. And it's not racist if they don't. It's just it's agonizing to listen to these whiners. Stop it. Grow up. That's the problem. We don't require that anymore. Yeah, they're con- continually telling us they're grown men. Well, then act like it. Act like a grown man. Man up and deal with it. <clears throat> Take your protest somewhere else because not on his business time. Not when he's paying your salary and it's it's a hefty salary. He's under no obligation to support your little ill-conceived protest. You know what? Go out with these kids and... And show up at Lewis and Clark College when somebody's trying to speak and do this. Which side are you on, friends? Which side are you on? Right? This would be great no for you. No platform at all. We are all morons, friends. We are all morons, friends. Friends. These words are hard, man. <laughs> Well, and listen to these words when they're doing the mic check thing. Fact, what about mic check. Mic we check. Choose, we choose to protest. To protest. By, by the way, not one of them is using a mic. So I, <laughs> I don't know if they know what mic check means. Male supremacy. Male supremacy. That's why she's yelling. They don't have microphones. You don't even have a mic. What are you talking about? I give it. Not not give it. A platform. A platform. Christina Summers. What? Christina Summers. Has repeatedly. About women and stuff. Worldwide. We believe in our siblings and our communist comrades. Comrades. We are not. We are not. Liars with victim mentalities. Liars with. Victim mentality. syllables happening. What, what she said. Liars with victim mentality. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just the dumbest. You get dumber by the second listening yeah. to this. Yeah, you're right. But, you know, we were all so smart to begin with. It won't hurt us that much. Culture is not a myth. Rainbow's 
culture is not a myth. Well, it kind of is. I mean, if it's if it's not a myth, it's certainly greatly exaggerated. Okay, so that part's not true. What you just said. Microaggressions are real. No, that part again. Microaggressions are not real, even though they're going to repeat it back. Microaggressions are real. Uh, that makes it no more real than it was. Anyway. It doesn't like it emphasized no. it. No. I know that's what they think. They think if we say it twice, <laughs> then you know it's true. No, it still isn't, actually. Microaggression's not a thing. The, get, the gender gay drop is real! No, the gender uh, wage gap is certainly not real. The gender gay drop is real! Except even the Washington Post has disproved it! I wish somebody was in the audience doing that. <sighs> Somebody's in the protest. <laughs> you get one infiltrator in there. Except, according to the Washington Post, that we all love, they said it doesn't really exist. Because <laughs> you're not comparing apples to apples. Got your mic check over here. <laughs> it's so stupid. Just gross. Trans oh. people are real. Oh, trans people are They're real. Trans, trans people. people are real. Thank yeah, you. they said it twice, so yeah, it must so be it's true. true. It's I true. thought they were pretend for a while. Yeah, that one, that's a gray line. I thought they were like unicorns. No? Yeah. And trans, not only are they real, but their life matters. Huh. Black lives matter! Black lives matter! Black lives matter! Yeah, mic check! Oh, that's it. Okay. That's it. Uh, apparently, nothing else applies. Yeah, then they just left quietly, right? Yeah, there was no. Orderly right out the door. <laughs> no. They were like, all right, we were done talking. We're no, good. No, they didn't. No? And that's the thing. They're, they're calling the speaker there fascist, <laughs> and then they're the ones who won't allow her to speak. Agonizing. Oh, man. Um, here's a good thing, though, and maybe they didn't know this going into the protest. Oh, what do we got? Good news? Because they were talking about women's rights. They're okay. all concerned about that. So well, this is better news than BYU possibly uh, making the tournament. Well, it depends on your perspective, I suppose. Okay. just want to brace my. I want to get myself <clears throat> in the right frame of mind. Fed, the federal government just spent $248,000 to ensure the legitimacy of women in the workplace. <laughs> Wait, you, well, what? why were you snickering when you said that, man? Well, because I... I had already. You know what? No, I didn't even spend two hundred and forty. I didn't spend two dollars on this, and I already came (laughs) up with the fact that they're legitimate. Treat this story with respect. I want you to read that sentence again, please. Uh, Fed spent two hundred forty-eight thousand dollars to ensure the (laughs) legitimacy of women in the workplace. (laughs) The National Science Foundation is spending a quarter of a million dollars on a sociology study that seeks to ensure the legitimacy of women in the workplace. Emory University in Atlanta was awarded the project. How proud they must be. I am. I'll bet every their family members are proud. Yeah. I, I bet the entire city of Atlanta and the state of Georgia are bursting with pride. Mm-hmm. Where the research began uh, last Thursday, the study will attempt to, uh, to understand what is required to ensure the legitimacy of female authorities. Uh, what? Legitimacy is critical. For the effective performance of authorities in workplace settings. What the hell is this? Legitimated (laughs) authorities have secured support from their superiors and subordinates who accept them as appropriate in their position and are likely to comply with their requests. This is good. This is good. And it makes so much sense. It's It's, powerful. It's your federal government at work here. Um can you? In contrast, let me just oh, I'm sorry. explain. Yes, please. There's a lot more to learn There's here. To learn. Shut your mouth for a second and <laughs> learn it. In contrast, authorities who are not legitimated are likely to be challenged, resisted, and scrutinized. Sure. Can't have that. No, no. Whatever you said. 
Taxpayer-funded study will integrate knowledge about how fairness and power affect legitimacy and how trust is involved. The study is primarily concerned with whether women can find legitimacy in the workplace. And again, $248,000 to study this pressing problem. Totes. Problem? Okay. Wow. I mean, that's bizarre. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three more. Pat Gray unleashed is inevitable. Pat Gray only on the Blaze Radio Network. Pat Gray on the Blaze Radio Network. Uh, because Stu understands my love for the Piltdown Man hoax, <laughs> he sent me this email yesterday. Uh, History's Greatest Hoaxes, Episode 5, Piltdown Man. Yes! On Netflix. So last night, uh-huh. I checked it out, watched <laughs> probably half of it. It's, it's actually pretty interesting. Okay. It tells you the whole thing about the guy and how he scammed everybody. Uh-huh. Apparently, there were some scientists who were skeptical the whole time, but he kept planting and finding things that reinforced his find. Wow. What a jerk. Yeah. He's, I mean, he wanted to be important, I guess. And, and, and people in the industry wanted to believe he found the missing link. Because what does that do? Well, it supposedly proves evolution, right? That we evolved from apes. We went from simian to humans. Huh. Anyway, he and and they thought originally that that the uh, jo- the facial structure happened before the brain size, but his hoax showed the brain size bigger and the face still kind of ape like, so it changed the fundamental belief about how humans did evolve. Uh, so it's interesting, anyway. If you're yeah. into history and finds like that, and that science. Science isn't always correct. Hmm? Science doesn't know everything. Science is not infallible. Check out episode five of History's History's Greatest Hoaxes. On Netflix. On Netflix. All right. It's actually pretty good. Cool. Uh, 888-900-3393. A Holocaust survivor says she was the victim of, quote, a very demeaning body search, unquote, by U.S. Transportation Security Administration agents. TSA agents did something inappropriate. This woman, she's making this up. This is one of my pet peeves, obviously. I've complained about TSA searches forever. Eva Moses Kaur tweeted on Sunday in Albuquerque that she had to undergo the intrusive body search before boarding a plane and that it ruined her experience following a lecture. The Indiana resident spoke with teachers from around New Mexico at the National Museum of Nuclear Science and History on Saturday about suffering through inhumane scientific experiments. Then she had to go experiments at Auschwitz concentration camp when she was 10. Mm. Then she goes to the airport and is felt up by the TSA. She said there has to be some way that at age 84, I can get some clearance by the powers of government from this procedure. 
As I lecture about surviving Auschwitz, I barely survived the TSA body search I did. Test it! And it ruined my experience. It's, you know, it's ridiculous to apply it this way. And they do this because they want to make it random and they don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. They know if the search isn't random, they're going to get flack from care. They're going to get flack from uh, Middle Eastern countries. Do you know what profiling... I mean, if somebody goes into a convenience store, robs a 7-Eleven, and the clerk says, calls 911 and says, I was just robbed, well, what'd he look like? No, you can't um, Well, he... Don't do it. He might have identified as a male. I don't know. I don't know what he identified as. I can't use an improper pronoun or I'll be fined and per- perhaps jailed here in California. So I... It, it was the Careful. the humanoid, Whoa, the Homo sapien who a- entered was about you know six feet tall ish and okay. had is, other is, body features no. that I can't see it's turning into a hate crime right here. If you tell him if it was a white guy, you say a white guy came in here. He's about twenty five years old. So that's profiling. Because somebody just committed a crime, and so you're looking for that general description of the person, right? Mm-hmm. Well, somebody committed a crime on 9-11. They killed 3,000 people in the United States of America, brought down the World Trade Center towers, slammed into the Pentagon. And so we generally know what those perpetrators look like. So wouldn't you then maybe pay particular attention to those people since they said they're going to try to, they're going to do it again. It's ludicrous that that we play this game. Israel has safeguarded their system in the best way they possibly can by doing two things. They built a fence and they profile, but they profile smartly. They, they don't just look for skin color or region you're from or if you speak Arabic. They also look at your demeanor. Are you sweating? Are you nervous? Are you fidgety? They look for all of those things, and they're trained in all of those things. We don't do any of that. You, you, can you not look at an 84-year-old grandmother, survivor of Auschwitz, and say, yeah, ma'am, just go through the metal detector. You're fine. Really? Yeah. We, we can't do that. Can we not use common sense here? And is are individual TSA agents when they're said, "Hey, all right, the random flag pulled up this 84-year-old grandmother." You know what, mm-hmm. dude? Just or I guess in this case it'd be a woman. You go over there and just do the little, you know, courtesy pat. Just okay, all right, we're good. Bye-bye. Do the thing with the wand. If they don't have explosives. Whatever. Do the thing with the chemical detector. If none of those things go on, off, send her on her way. And you shouldn't even have to do it to an 84-year-old woman. You know it's not going to be her. Well, what if she was strapped with explosives by somebody who uh, kidnapped her for 10 or 15 minutes in the terminal and then sent her through? Well, then I'm going to say, okay, you got us. You got us. I didn't I didn't see the exploding yeah. Auschwitz survivor yeah. trick. I I. You got us. That and the time. Fourth Amendment violator uh, machine uh, didn't quite pick up the bomb that was strapped to her. So you got one so of us there as well. You got us. Same but. thing with the three year old, blonde haired, blue eyed, or brown haired, brown eyed three year old girl. It doesn't matter what color their skin. The three year olds haven't done this either. And we all know that. Yet, yeah, that's because we have the TSA looking out for us. 
I'm I'm in my mid fifties. Mm-hmm. We know it wasn't people in their mid fifties from Montana. So maybe you could let me go through uh, and leave me alone, but no, no. they won't. You got to fill me up every time. Well, you're from the mean and streets. It's, plus, it's just my incredible animal magnetism and sexiness that that warrants that they want to. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, what do you mean? Is uh, it? No, I'm just. I just like it wasn't absolutely apparent, huh? Yeah. Whatever. Uh, common sense is completely and utterly dead. I don't know why we can't employ it. We cannot employ common sense in this discussion. It's dead. Yeah. It's it, gone. It is. Bye-bye. Because, first of all, I, I think we'd be a lot safer if we used common sense and not this random thing, because the random thing means nothing. Yep. You could have the terrorist go right through the metal detector and you don't pick something up, but you're paying attention to the 84-year-old Auschwitz survivor and feeling her up. How does that help? Well, the randomness of that didn't catch the person. Plus, I just don't, I don't know. I could be wrong on this, but I don't believe the next attack is coming via airplane and slamming into into buildings. They did that. They're trying other stuff now. Right? Don't you think? I, hmm. It seems like they've moved on from this. And they. it seems like they understand that everybody's watching out for that particular technique. Yeah. yeah good point. So it would only make sense for them to do something else. But we all have to pretend as if it's still, you know, and I hear the comments made all the time. Well, it's for our safety. Nah, it's, it's no, no, it's not. Uh, no, it's, it's for not. government control. It's for playing. Exactly that. what it is. It's exactly what it is. All right. Well, if you have any questions uh, for me or any of the other guys around here, uh, make sure to, to uh, text us at the Blaze Y. That's the Blaze W H Y. Did you not just the say letter. text us at the Blaze Y? You got text us. No, you email us. No, we're not going to do that either. You, you tweet us. Tweet us, not at, text. At I the did. Blaze I y. did say text. Mm-hmm. Yeah, tweet us at the Blaze Y for <laughs> any questions you might have and anything related to to us two. You can do at Pat Unleashed. Yes, at the Blaze Keith. But so help me. I want to see the hashtag. Put that in your pipe. Put that in your pipe. Okay. Okay. So I will uh, see you this afternoon a little bit later on, 5.30 Eastern time, uh, (laughs) 4.30 Central, on the news and why it matters. Plus, be right back here tomorrow. See you then. Pat Gray Unleashed on the Blaze Radio Network.